go somewhere else. I can't take this nonsense anymore. How are you gonna blame the defense? I got the power. Screw green bean. <laughs> Damn it. But once you get to the sausage, I feel like we're doing something. Go Jets. And that's the other part of this, the people are insanely jealous of this show. This show gets the best of the best, and it does a different way, with positivity. He scores! Ow, oh, my head! No, no, come on, come on, come on, come on. What would you give up to see a Jets Super Bowl? All of my friends and family. <laughs> Hit those milk thumbs, boys and girls. Freeze run. Freeze. Jets, Jets, Jets. Hold on to your underwear, ladies, and stand by, bitches. It's now time for Talking Jets with your hosts, Matt, Ryan, and Greenbean. Welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan, and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my lovely co-pilots. I have Mr. Greenbean to my this way. I got Mr. Matt O'Leary to my that way. Greenbean, how you doing tonight? I don't know. I thought I was in a good mood, and then I look in the chat, and Adam S. says Greenbean's in a bad mood. How do you... How do you know? How'd you figure that out already? I'm fucking feeling pretty good, Adam. Uh, I'm happy. Dude, I had COVID last week. Like, so when we did the show, like that was the tail end of me feeling any kind of okay. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I was a mess. So uh, I'm feel. I think I'm at 86% feeling great, dude. I'm happy to be here. It's a good day. Oh, well, I got to tell you too. I was wearing my Talking Jets shirt yesterday. And Shay looks at me and points to your character on the shirt and goes, ho, ho. <laughs> Shay knows, <laughs> dude. <laughs> ho, ho, now I got to bring her gifts. Oh, it's perfect. O'Leary, <laughs> how you doing tonight, brother? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. It's another day in Jetsland. Guys, I, I almost had to go to the bottle early today. Um, I was told before noon uh, that both Mike White and Joe Flacco would be better backup quarterback options than either Jacoby Brissett or Sam Howell for 2024. So I was like, yeah. it's like 12, it's like 1203. And I'm like, I, I might have to just pack it in, try again tomorrow, because I, I don't know how much of this whole internet thing that I could do. And I'm sure we'll talk about a whole, there's a litany of things happening. It's, it's February. This is supposed to be the quiet time. We've got like 75 things to talk about today. It's crazy. Yeah. Pack you know, it up, pack it in. It's pretty funny. Matt's That's monkey. If you can just lift yourself up, uh, green beat a little bit. Matt doesn't want to hear anything. <laughs> right? No, Quit the bullshit. No. Yeah, I, I was I had a quick, quick fuse today. I, I was very little patience today. I don't know why. I can understand that. We got a whole bunch of topics that we're going to get into tonight. We're going to talk about the Sam Howell stuff. We're going to talk about Mike Evans. We're going to talk about sauce recruiting. We could talk a little bit about the Brees autograph thing confrontation at the airport. Whole bunch of stuff to get into, but before we do that, make sure you hit that like button because for every 25 likes we get on this video, we're going to pick a qualifier for our jersey giveaway at the end of this stream. T-shirt, jersey giveaway, mug, pillow, giveaway at the end of this show. And if you're watching this after the fact or maybe listening to it via podcast, if you leave a time-stamped comment down below on this video, we will add you to our qualifications for next week. So even if you're, you're delayed, it's all right. You can get in on all the action. Maybe Blitz Crew won't win again this week. He he wins every week. Um, I'll make sure of it. <laughs> it's rigged. <The> <laughs> it's when, fucking rigged. <laughs> when Brees Hall was like, "Oh, con confronting someone at the baggage claim is not the way to do it," I was like, "Except for our baggage claim, you can come to our baggage claim and do that and win something at the end of our uh, right. of our show." And all you got to do is well, be in the chat. You, but Ryan, let me ask you, like, mm -hmm. uh, 
Is the baggage claim, is that off limits? I mean, is that a special place? I would say it's not a special place. It's not like a dinner. It's not like you're sitting at a at, at yeah. uh, a restaurant and they're coming up to you during an intimate time. It's not like you're in the bathroom and you're like, oh, hey, dude, sign this through the through the through the through the wall. Um, no, it's it's. I think it's a fine time. But if he says no, just fucking drop it. Walk away. Don't be like an immature That's baby. The other thing. I think but the guy probably. Like, I mean, he felt like yeah. he was giving off some weird vibes too. Like you know, like hey, fucking. Hey, do this for me, you know? And it's like, yo, slow down there, sugar plums. You know what I mean? That kind of a thing. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Into, but I mean, let's get into all of it. I'll, I'll play yeah, the clip for you guys that haven't, haven't heard it yet. But before we do that, we do have tickets on sale for the Talking Jets draft party. Head over to TalkingJets.com. Get yourself a ticket before they're all sold out. We're going down to the main event on Long Island. Three-hour open bar and a buffet. While we watch the game, going to be a lot of fun. We got VIP seats, so if you want a booth while we're hanging out for the four hours or five hours, however long the, the first round of the draft is going to be, you get your own little booth. If you want to do that, it comes with four tickets. We're excited for it. Real pumped. Let's raffles. go over. Oh, we got raffles. Yeah. Oh, tailgate Joe's hooking us yeah, up with some stuff. Tommy Tickets got some stuff. We got. Tommy Tickets. Uh, oh, I've got a Quinn and Williams poster that's framed. It has a signature on it, but it's. Definitely a replica signature. It's not like an authentic thing, but we could give that away. We'll do that. That'll be fun. It's a nice poster. Hold but on. So talk, talking Joe is giving away, what is it? A full season of tailgates? Talking Tailgate Joe is doing, so he's giving us, I think it's three pairs of tickets for, was it the home opener or was it just a game in general? I don't remember which one it was. Um, or maybe we'll it was it three. Tells ironed out for the uh, event. Hundred percent. Yeah, we've got it in the email, but it's really cool. He's giving away like tailgate stuff, tickets. We've got jersey giveaway. We've got our mock draft contest. So if you want to go to the mock draft contest, um, I think there's a link in the description down below. Maybe, possibly. Yes, there is. Yeah. So you guys can check that out uh, as well. Uh, all right. So before we hop into anything else, I do want to recognize. Blitz Crew coming in with Super Chat. He says, come on. Where'd it go? There we go. Okay. Boom. Blitz Crew got the chicken from Ryan a few weeks ago. And I mentioned, uh, when I mentioned the Jamal BS, now everyone forced to make a video on it. Let's go. Pillow number three. Check milk thumbs. Mm, milk thumbs. <laughs> Hit those got milk it. thumbs, boys and yeah. girls. So Blitz Crew talked about this whole Jamal Adams controversy and him possibly coming over to New York Jets. And I think we touched on it briefly a few weeks ago, but definitely has reared its ugly head once again. So we will get into all of it. Uh, Blitz Crew, thank you so much for the five spot. Let's uh, let's see. what I don't remember what topic I had pulled up first. Let's take a look. We were gonna, oh, we'll go Bryce we're Hall gonna, first. We're going to do video. Brees Hall. You want to do Brees Hall first? Let's do Brees Hall first because we were talking about that first. Yeesh. So, bam! If you guys didn't see this, Brees Hall saved by Carl Banks in airport, autographed altercation with a furious fan. Not a fun situation for Mr. Brees Hall. Uh, the gist of the video right here. Listen carefully, because I, I don't know if you can really hear it all. The audio is a little low. Federal, federal crime if you get in a 
slapped him have you seen Brees hall's stiff arm dude you'd be planted six feet deep get the flock out of here yeah but Absolutely. don't you recognize him that's jet engine <laughs> oh don't do that <laughs> could you imagine it is not jet engine we love you jet engine no uh, Jay, totally different guy Brees hall responded to uh after the altercation we saw a bunch of tweets from all over the landscape i wish i had all of them from all his teammates because those were really uh pretty funny but if you know me you know I always show love. There's a time and a place for everything, but harassing me at baggage claim ain't the time or place. 100% thankful for Carl and my guy Joe uh, were there to keep anything from happening. So I guess, Green Bean, let's throw it to you first because you were uh, maybe implying that the baggage claim is not so bad, and it's perfectly fine. Maybe Breeze overreacted, possibly. Is that? I don't want to put words in your mouth. But what do you think on it? Yeah, I mean, I think initially... It's like he could have, the whole thing could have gone away if he just went scribble, scribble. And I'm looking mm. online, like, are autographs worth anything anymore? Does anybody give a shit? I mean, I remember, like, when I was a kid, like, a baseball with an order, it, it meant something. Now it's like, I mean, I don't know. Everybody's charging for stuff. And um, let's see, an eBay, Brees Hall signed autograph thing. Eh, 125 bucks for a helmet. You know, I don't know. But I, I think you could have just wrote your autograph down. But I have seen, you know, other stars, they, like, recognize people as, as people that they see often. And they're people just kind of accumulating autographs and they sell stuff and, and, and all that. So maybe that's what it was. Maybe he's tired in a bad mood. Somebody put in the chat. Uh, they, I think they said something like, I don't know, man, the baggage claim is about my most aggravated moment, you know? And, and I hear that, you know what I mean? You're like, just Long where's flight. my bag? You know what the I mean? The kid's screaming like, how many... in the seat next to you. Well, and you know, like when the bags are all coming out and they all go through and you see like the same bag twice, but yours hasn't come yet. Oh yeah. Start getting nervous and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, who knows? It's a tenuous situation. But I think, you know, if if it were me and I said, hey, Brees Hall, can I have an autograph? And he said, hey, man, I'm just not feeling it. I'd go, all right. See you, man. You know what I mean? Like, could that I get a would picture? be about it. Click. Can you flip me off in the background? <laughs> so, I don't know. I think there's a little bit. I Brees could have just scribbled his name on a piece of paper and it would be over. Um, but again it's his right to do or not do it. Um, Brees is a sweetheart, man. He's, you know, and I, I met Brees and he was uh, incredibly cordial and funny. And, you know, he hung out for, you know, a good minute and a half with me and kind of shot the breeze. Uh, you know, I, I found him to be a very likable guy. Um, but uh, I don't know, man. You know, I think it's, uh, it's one of those things that I think that once you say to somebody, hey, man, I'll take you outside and smack you. 
you're going too far, no matter what it is. You know what I mean? No matter what. There's very few situations that call for a, hey, I'll smack you. Um, so, I don't know. Breeze could have handled it better, but I think the guy took it too far. Matt, what do you think? So, I think this is one of those situations where it's someone who is looking for an autograph just to flip it on eBay. Like, it's different. If Brees Hall said to a 10-year-old, But I don't know how someone, you know, like like that can have that sort of reaction if they're the guy's just like, you went, no, I, I'm not feeling it today. I I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna pass. Um it, it's I think it's completely reasonable for someone, you know, at the airport to just say, Hey man, not right now, or something like that. You know, he just got off a flight from Vegas, you know, coming back from the the Super Bowl. And like Brees Hall, no one has ever said anything negative about Brees Hall. In my very few interactions with him, he's been an extremely kind person. And every single person, uh, teammate, everyone has run to the defense of Brees Hall and saying this isn't who he is. So to me, my interpretation is this is a guy who's probably looking for an autograph to flip on eBay and then just lost yeah. his cool, um, which I think is a, is a scumbag move. And like uh, Brees, it's like, we, I think we forget. Brees is 22 years old. He, he's still he's still a kid. So as Greenbean said, could he have handled it differently? Maybe. Maybe he could have. But at the same time, maybe feels like, you know what? I don't want to sign for this guy who's just going to, you know, sell my autograph on eBay for 100 bucks and make money off me. Like, I, I, I'm good on that. Um, again, I think it would be a different story if it was a kid. I think the worst thing to come out of this was I did a, a video uh, and I was told that I look like an adult autograph seeker, and that hurt my feelings. Do I? <laughs> what? I don't know. Fucking I don't Jeremy. Totally seeing you do that. I'm maybe the least confrontational person out there. I have terrible anxiety. I don't like confrontations. So I could definitely not see my. If Brees Hall or any athlete said, I'm not signing for you, I'd probably just never show my face in public again. I'd be like, all right, I'm humiliated. I'm not just, I'm not going to get in the face and make a whole TMZ story out of it. I'll be like, I, I'm just, I'm never going to ask anyone a question ever again after this, actually. Imagine if like that was any one of the content creators that was just like, oh, come on, can I get a, can I get a signature? Can I get a signature? And then it like went viral that it was like that person. <laughs> It'd be yeah, fucking that, chaos. Oh my God. Oh. Yeah. If there was Ricky one person. from Jet Media harassed Brees Hall at the airport. Oh no. If, if there was one of us, and I see him in the chat, Mr. Jeremy Jets Chaos, he'd push himself all the way to the front of the line and tell Ulbrich he loves him. <laughs> but at least he'd be showing him some love. Little different. Hey, little different. Jeremy would have got the autograph. Jeremy would have, he'd be getting in the car and Jeremy would be like, We love you. We love you, man. He would have sweet talked him. Exactly. Try this pizza. <laughs> hey, I got, have this. I got you some fries. <laughs> No, <laughs> <laughs> Blitzcrew comes in, says, Brees is a beast for not making a bad decision. Yeah, I agree. I, I do agree with Greenman. You know, I hadn't really, like, thought too hard about the, like, yeah, you know, Brees could have just signed it and it would have been over. You're not wrong. But, like, at the same time, like, if he says no, just no. No means no, Jackwagon. Uh, Lake drops in. He says, grown man demanding an autograph in an airport. Fucking loser. So... I will say if I saw someone in the airport that I knew that I like idolized, if it was like, I don't know, Wayne Corbett or Curtis Martin or Mangold or any one of the like sauce, I would be like, oh my God, uh, can I get a picture? <laughs> or like something like that. Autograph. You can't sell a picture of you and someone for, 
for that's money. True. That, that's but like, what 30... was this guy carrying that would have been like the, you know, a piece of paper isn't necessarily like a, I don't know. Did he have like a Brees Hall thing with him? I, that we don't know, but you'd be surprised. Like you ever see the videos of Dave Grohl be like, I'm only signing for charity because of all the people who like want to like ah. these records signed and then flip it on, flip them online. Interesting. Yeah. There That's was fair. one, uh, there was a famous thing where Gene Simmons uh, from Kiss refused to sign somebody's stuff. And he said like, I literally recognize you. Like I've seen you in <laughs> numerous cities. The guy's like, what are you talking about? How could you not, you know, the fans support you. And he's like, dude, you're not a fan. Like, I'm not doing it. I'm just, I'm not giving it to you. I know what you're going to do. You're going to sell it. And mm -hmm. I have no interest in that. So yeah, I'm sure these guys see that stuff all the time. I am so over this story. I was like very frustrated when I saw this. I was like, ah, really? <laughs> this is something we're going to have to talk about. Mm -hmm. Although, uh, one, one quick thing before we move mm -hmm. on. Uh, I was talking, someone was chirping me saying that I looked like a guy who would do that. And I was like, maybe a picture in passing, but I'm not stopping anyone for an autograph. And the legend Bill Ruckert replied and said, what about players' dads? And I said, well, you're different, Bill. I'm stopping you every time. <laughs> every time I see you. Yeah. We are stopping. And Bill, I think, would want, would want it. Like, he would lean oh, yeah. into it. You know what I mean? He was so excited when he saw us, like, at training camp. Ah, oh, he's a good dude. Good dude. All right, let's hop over. Today was the first day, or was it yesterday? I think today was the first day for teams to designate their franchise players. Um, deadline is going to be in two weeks. So it's not over yet. But Bryce Huff not expected to get the franchise tag. I think a lot of us pretty much expected that. Now you hope they negotiate over the course of these next two weeks. Maybe something comes to fruition. And then if you can't come to an agreement, then then that's when you would apply the franchise tag. So him not having the tag right now isn't necessarily ridiculous, but I don't think he's getting the franchise tag anyway. Uh, Matt, any new thoughts on Bryce Huff at this point? Uh, tag deadline opened up. You think there's any way the Jets do any type of tag transition or franchise? No, I don't think they do. Uh, and it's going to piss me. This is my, my stances remain the same. I think the Jets have botched this for the longest time. This is, this was an easy extension candidate like a year ago, if not more. Uh, and they waited and they waited and they waited and they waited. And now they're just going to end up letting him walk for nothing. It's uh, it's a shame. I, I don't see him getting tagged in trade. It, it's not the easiest thing to do. It's possible. I mean, uh, it was either the last week or the week before. I think it was Green Bean was walking us through uh, how it's possible. Or no, it was on uh, Armchair GM, right? Montez mm -hmm. Sweat, maybe. He's he was the perfect example uh, of that. But I just I have a gut feeling that, you know, he's going to hit the open market. Someone's going to pay him 17 million dollars a year. He's going to be racking up, you know, 12 plus sacks a season. And we're going to, you know, it's be, oh, how did the Jets let this guy go? And we're all going to be ripping our hair out saying we've been we said this for a year. We said this and it, look what happened. Um, yeah, I'm really bummed about it, but I just that's that's what I see happening in this spot, unfortunately. Green Bean, you've been saying, you know, maybe a tag and trade or something like that. You think it's still possible or you think this is uh, as good as done at this point? Uh, it's still possible, of course. Um, I just, I don't think it's likely. Now, I want to make something very, very clear. I made this argument, um, you know, as to why they should. The, the wisdom is in franchise tagging him. I, I know the, you know, the opposition's argument. 
And by the opposition, I mean Tigo and, excuse me, and you, Ryan, you know, um, you know, presenting very legitimate arguments why there's a lot of danger associated with tagging him. And I get that. Um, but I think that a, a good GM, a confident GM would absolutely uh, tag him and get the value that you need to get uh, for a Bryce Huff. Uh, so the fact that they don't, let's say hypothetically, they don't, that doesn't mean I'm not right. You know what I'm saying? Like how many times have I wanted one thing or didn't want the other and the jets don't do it or do it. And I'm right. You know what I mean? Uh, it's eight out of 10 for (laughs) real, man. The last 20 years, I'm like eight out, I'm 80%. So, or something in that neighborhood. So, I still believe that you can't let a guy like Bryce Huff just walk because he'll just walk to the Buffalo Bills or to the Patriots or whoever, and he'll terrorize us. And, it, you know, and even if he doesn't stay in the division, it still sucks to have a guy like at that level go and, uh, you know, and, and, and get nothing for him. But when you don't put some sort of restriction on it, some control, some governor, Uh, What ends up happening in our history is that they go to a division rival. I mean, look, we saw it last year with Mike White and Berrios. Um, You know, Berrios made us pay a little bit in the games that we played against the Miami Dolphins. Um, We saw it with Chad Pennington. You know, I mean, we see it over and over and over again. And uh, quite frankly, I'm fucking sick of it. I think Joe Douglas should know about that and have some balls and just say no. And if he ends up you know, saying, oh, I'm just going to take the franchise tag, then figure it out, dude. Figure it out. Figure it out. Get your nerds in the room. Say, here's my eight nerds. Uh, Push your glasses up and fucking dig in and figure it out. I need more money to get this guy. I want want, uh, Mike Evans and I want this guy. And figure it out. And they will. And they'll figure it out. So, uh, but all that being said, I, I still think the value is there, man. You know, you can absolutely uh, get a second round pick. And even if you get a third, dude, it's a guaranteed third, as opposed to waiting and hoping that the comp formula uh, nets you a third. It may, but it might be a fourth. So just get the third if that's what you can get. And you control where he goes. Send him to Atlanta. Send him to, you know, Seattle or whatever the hell it is. And, uh, and control where he goes as opposed to just letting them slither down there to the Miami Dolphins or to the Bills or the Patriots or what have you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, again, I don't know if they're going to. I feel very strongly that they should. And uh, if they don't, it doesn't mean I'm not right. So I really made a nice landscape for me here. I can. There's uh, no cliff. There's no. There's no edge. You're you're right regardless. That's right. <laughs> they either keep them or they didn't keep them, and you were pissed off. <laughs> I've masterfully woven this this whole this this little basket, this comfort basket for myself. I'm right no matter what, and I really like that, Ryan. I'm feeling good. Well, I think you're absolutely right. And look, I would franchise tag him too. I think it's a hundred percent the right move to do because you have the money to be able to do it. I don't think the Jets are going to spend all the money they have in free agency. They're able to renegotiate and restructure and do a whole bunch of like 
wheeling and dealing. And unless their plan is to not do like as many restructures, you're going to have money. And if you have any money left over and you allow Bryce Huff to walk at the end of all this, I'm going to be really freaking pissed off. I don't want to see it. I don't like when you develop someone homegrown and then you wind up letting him walk anywhere, let alone a division rival. I think the Patriots are a perfect landing spot for him. I would love to trade him to Atlanta, Seattle, or the Chargers, something along those lines. And I, I don't even need a pickback. If the Chargers feel like they might be the first place where Brock Bowers could possibly go and the Jets say, hey, we'll give you Bryce Huff because you're losing Khalil Mack and we want number five. Go get your Bowers at number 10 and get yourself an edge rusher. Boom. Oh, Lock it in. So sexy. Right? I mean, if I like it's something, I just want something for him. Cause I, you mentioned the comp formula, but I don't know if the Jets are actually going to get anything for him in the comp formula. I think what's going to wind up happening is you're going to have these situations where the Jets are signing free agent and free agent and free agent. Correct. And then all of a sudden you go from a third round comp pick to maybe a fifth or sixth round comp pick. Like at least next year, you would have pushed so much dead cap off into 2025. And you're hoping for a reset. If you let him walk after the franchise tag year, there's a pretty good shot you're going to get that third round pick. Well, we should really take a look at that. Maybe not right at this moment, but you know, somewhere along the show or or a separate show. You know, who we're likely to use? Uh, sorry, to lose, mm -hmm. and who we're likely to sign. You know, we're definitely bringing in at least one tackle, maybe a guard. Or if you listen to Woody, what do we need? A guard, a guard, a tackle, a tackle, a fucking wide receiver. It's all we need, man. We're good. So if Never. we do that, uh, but it's like you know, who are we likely to lose? Who's Who's valuable enough in the free agent market that they'll get signed before the window closes, right? Like every year we have a, a little batch of free agents that get signed right after the window closes um, because they're not valuable enough for a team to lose that, that position in the comp pick formula. So that's the thing. It's like if we're like hypothetically, we bring on, uh, you know, a tackle and a Mike Evans and a guard or something like that. That's already worth three in the hole. So who we losing? If Bryce Huff is one, who else? Who else are we losing? Maybe, you know, a Jordan Mekhi Whitehead. In, yeah, I was going to say, is he Whitehead, valuable enough? Probably not. I mean, maybe a late round comp pick. Becton, you know. Yeah, but is he valuable enough for a team to sign, to feel like they have to sign him? Before the comp pick window closes, which I, I forget when I think it so. is. Do you remember when it is? It's uh, it's like right? June. It's it's the beginning of June, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know the exact date for it, but or no, maybe it's beginning of May. It's it's right after the draft, whatever it is. Um, but if you I think Becton will get signed prior to the draft. I think someone's gonna roll the dice on his upside because it's such a weak tackle class anyway. Um Honestly, the Giants, if they wanted to have a competition between him and Evan Neal, that would be a pretty good spot for him. He doesn't even have to move. Um, I see Ashton uh -huh. Davis as like an interesting player, Whitehead, maybe Hall gets something, but you're talking like late round comp picks, if anything, like sixth, seventh round picks. And at that, if we're signing a Mike Evans, I mean, it, you sign Mike Evans, goodbye any comp pick for Bryce Huff. No shot you're getting anything for him at that point. Um, Hugh Lake comes in and says, JD negotiates at the speeds of old people fornicating. Very frustrating. <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh. Is. is that a... It is. It's slower, I guess, right? That's what you were saying? That's all right. Enjoy the moment. Yeah, Bryce Hoff, yeah. I don't think he's going to be around here too much longer, sadly. Uh, some other news 
that we wanted to potentially get into is Mike Evans won't be getting the franchise tag. Now, we actually talked about this back in September, if I'm not mistaken, and it totally lapsed my mind. Due to his 2023 cap number this past year, Mike Evans' projected franchise tag would be $28.4 million. It's 120% of his contract this past year instead of the regular $21.6 million, meaning he's not expected to get the franchise tag, so he's going to be free to sign wherever he wants to go. And what is he going to be looking for? I think it's it's going to be interesting. There's a few teams that I think could be in play for him. Obviously, our Jets looking for a number one wide receiver or another wide receiver to complement our number one in Garrett Wilson. I think it's entirely likely he ends up back with Tampa Bay. The Carolina Panthers, division rival, looking to, to shell out a ton of cash to a number one wide receiver to help facilitate the growth of Bryce Young, their number one pick from last year. Chiefs obviously need a wide receiver. I could see him pairing up there if he wants to go win a ring. The Titan, uh, not Titan, sorry, the Texans, could use a, a big-bodied wide receiver, no state income tax. You already know the quarterback's there on a rookie deal, so they're going to have some money to throw around. You could wind up there in a, a relatively easy division. And then you have the Bears, who want to get an additional body next to DJ Moore. They're probably going to be bringing in Caleb Williams at the top of this draft. Lots of money on the table for them as well. Matt, throw it to you. Mike Evans not getting tagged. Do you see him going to a particular team? How invested should the Jets be into getting him? What do you think the number's going to be? I think he's going to get close to $25 million uh, AAV, which we, we have to make this clarification because there's still a lot of people who don't know this. Uh, a player's AAV doesn't necessarily mean that's what their cap hit is going to be, right? That is very, very, very important to discuss. You can structure it in ways where uh, you could backload it and it's cheaper early on. There's lots of fun things you could do. As Greenby mentioned, you get the guys with the glasses, they figure it out, they make it work, all that fun stuff. But I would love a Garrett Wilson and Mike Evans pairing. I know some are concerned with Mike Evans' age, uh, being that you know he's 30, he's going to be 31 years old. And a lot of times wide receivers fall off after their age 30 season. This guy has been just so consistent that even if there is a 10% drop-off, you are still getting a monumental upgrade of what the Jets would have at their wide receiver two spot. I mean, he's had a 1,000 yards every single year he's been in the league, 10 straight seasons. He did it with Baker Mayfield. He did it with um, Jameis Winston. He did it with Tom Brady. It doesn't matter who is in there at quarterback. He is going to produce similarly to Garrett Wilson. And, like, this is the worst offense in the league. Uh, I understand offensive lines a need. I get it. You can fix both offensive line and add at the wide receiver spot. And Mike Evans added to this room is a drastic, drastic change to what is uh, a pretty poor group after Garrett Wilson. Yeah, he, he's would he would absolutely be my number one target. If you can wind up getting him, this would be enormous. Twenty five, I believe the uh, Cooper Cup deal is twenty six and a half million dollars. That was originally what Evans wanted back in September before the season started. Three years, eighty million, I believe, is what the contract was. Tyreek Hill is getting thirty million, and I believe Devonte Adams is at twenty eight AAV. I think. Um, so, like you guys, said, yeah, the. Uh, the salary doesn't necessarily match up with the cap hit. You can you could structure it. You could give him $25, 30 million dollars a year, but his cap hit might only be, you know, 
seven, eight, nine, ten million dollars this year, and then as the cap extrapolates and goes up, those cap hits percentage-wise are not as drastic as it would otherwise be. And you mentioned the age thing too. If he's going to be 31 years old this year, look at the. I understand receivers drop off at that point, but look at Hall of Fame wide receivers. When you look at like Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, uh, Marvin Harrison, you like you like you kind of go down the list of of. Uh, big name Hall of Fame wide receivers, they play until like 35, 36 years old. So I think Mike Evans, given his frame and catch radius and everything like that, he could absolutely be like sort of how Plexco was, where he wasn't catching a crazy ton of passes or yards, but he was a dominant force in the red zone because he's just such a, you know, a freak of an athlete. Greenbean, what are your thoughts on Mike Evans? Uh, what do you think of the contract? What do you think he'll wind up getting? And do you think uh, there's a team that he's more likely to end up on than not? Well, you know how we're always concerned that our player is going to go to the Pats? I've just talked about it, right, with Bryce Huff. The Pats, the Bills, the Dolphins. The same thing applies with other teams, you know, other players in their division. There's like a natural attraction uh, to their division rivals to be able to play their own team, you know, twice a year. So I would think that there's a, you know, a there's at least a, a greased track to those teams. Uh, that said, the Jets should be standing in the front of the line, beaten at his door with flowers and chocolates and, uh, you know, all sorts of stuff. Uh, like you said, I mean, Mike Evans, yes, he's a, he's a little bit older, but he's the same draft as OBJ. And uh, we got no problem bringing that guy on here with all his bullshit. Mike Evans has just been like a quiet just, you know, lunch pail kind of a guy just gets it done. It, isn't he the first ever uh, wide receiver to start? What is it, 11 years or 10 years? I think it's uh, 10 with, years of 1,000 yards. Yeah, I mean, the first 10 years. I think he's the first uh, wide receiver anyway. Uh, if not, he's, you know, he's among the first. Um, so, I mean, he's a stud. And, like, if you're not bringing him in to be that savior kind of a wide receiver he's just a part of the whole number two you know 1a even you know if you will i think he's an absolute stud he's the kind of guy that you'd love to bring on he's a consummate pro um 25 million that's ah, a lot of money maybe we we might have to cut a guy like max mitchell uh to make it work i mean i don't know if we want to do that and save that 500 grand or whatever it is but um you know i i, I think if you can figure it out with Mike Evans, you do it eight days a week. That and I would be ecstatic if we brought on Mike Evans um, and then worked on some tackle. Uh, you know, even if it's like reserve tackle, or you bring in an interior and then they they can toy with the idea of AVT on the outside before the draft. Um, I think that's a, a a stellar plan. I would be really happy if Mike Evans was the guy that we pulled out of this, and then you can go a little bit like mid tier and grab a, you know, a Tyler Boyd or you know somebody else that's a little bit more quality than we have, uh, maybe on the older side, but somebody for a three. I know we have Alan Lazard, and uh, he and our and Aaron Rodgers uh, you know, work a little bit better than maybe Lazard and Zach Wilson. Uh, and, uh, and Tim Boyd or, you know, so, um, I mean, I'm not out on Lazard. So there, you know, there's hope there, but still I would love some bona fide guys in here. Mike Evans and a Tyler Boyd would really excite me. 
Um, whether or not we can do that, I, I'm just using the names, right? Um, mm-hmm. That would really be exciting. Like, imagine Garrett Wilson, Mike Evans, Tyler Boyd, Alan Lazard, Little Gippy Goo, and, uh, you know, some rookie, you know, a, 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 a Malik Washington out mm-hmm. of uh, my hometown school here. Uh, oh, boy, would I be excited. You know, a whole different thing. So I think, uh, yeah, I think definitely kick the tires, as they say. <laughs> so kick here is, here's what Mike Evans and Todd Bowles had to say just a few weeks ago. I would love, I would love to be back. You know, I love Tampa Bay. I've been here my whole career. The city has been great to me. The, the, the franchise has been unbelievable to me and my family. And, uh, you know, I love this place. So we'll see. Todd, do you cringe at all? Uh, or allow yourself to even think of Mike Evans playing in another team's jersey? I don't even think about it. I don't like to be asked about it. I don't want to know about it. And I hope the hell that does not happen. (laughs) (laughs) I understand. Can't lose a Hall of Fame wide receiver. It'd be brutal. Now, his kids are in school down in Tampa Bay, so maybe he's not thinking about uprooting the family. That I feel like if I had to give odds on where he's going to sign. I think the Bucks and Texans would be the two that stand out to me the most that can like, there's the benefit of him being home. And then there's the benefit with the Texans of maybe going, uh, getting a ring. Maybe he doesn't necessarily believe the Bucks can, can do it right now. Uh, if he's going purely for the money, I think the, the Panthers are probably going to be the most likely destination. Maybe he was infatuated with our amazing training facility when we had joint practices and he called Quinn and Williams fat. Maybe he doesn't sign here because he called Quinn and Williams fat and he's afraid Quinn and Williams is going to beat him up. Maybe that's what's going to happen. We did hear Sauce Gardner uh, saying stuff about Mike Evans and, hey, you remember what we talked about and all that good stuff. Uh, so I'm curious to see what he wound up saying. Are we ever going to find out? I want to discuss that. We're going to talk about the sauce recruiting thing in just a minute. But guys, we have 300 people in here. For every 25 likes we get on this video, we are going to get another qualifier for our t-shirt, jersey, mug, pillow giveaway at the end of this show. So all you got to do is hit that like button and hang around in the chat with us for a little bit. And then if you want to get tickets to the Talking Jets draft party, head over to TalkingJets.com. We got first round NFL draft live from Farmingdale. At the main event, three-hour open bar, buffet, going to be a lot of fun. Cannot wait to get into it with all you guys. Uh, I got Wild Billy Boy in here. He drops in. Whoops. Cutting off your super chat. What the hell? It's all right, man. Just cut him off. He don't care. That's what it is. What's up, Billy Boy? Good to see you, Duder. Let's see. I got to change my (laughs) stupid stuff. All right. Bam. There it is. Wild Billy Boy says, if you have to say goodbye to Huff in order to sign Mike Evans, sign me up. I've seen multiple top five defenses on the Jets team, but never uh, I've never seen a top 10 offense in my lifetime. And I'm 31. So if you're telling me the reason you're allowing Huff to walk is so you can lock in Mike Evans, I have no issues with that. You're going out, you're getting a big fish, make it happen. It's one of the best moves you could possibly make to upgrade this offense. I would do that every which way. The sad thing is you shouldn't have to do it because you should have resigned him last year. Matt, what are your thoughts? Would you be willing to let Huff walk if you knew it was to get Mike Evans? It doesn't have to be that way. Like, I don't know why people concoct these scenarios in their head. Like, it, you can't have both. 
like that that's the part that i i don't get why why do you want to spin zone it so that you have to choose between mike evans and bryce huff there should be a world where you could figure out how to do both you're in a win now mode and you're going for it um i guess in this concoction sure right like give me the wide receiver two over uh a stowed wide receiver two at that over bryce huff but it shouldn't have to be that case i don't know 2015 they were a, a top 10 offense and that's not that i mean it's a long time ago now but 15, it's almost a decade 19, ago matt i i know but it, this while bill while billy boy is, is talking out of pocket here we were, i'm sure he was alive in 98 and 2015 if if you have to go back 25 years to have your second top 10 offense that's I don't know if it was top, 2010. You might have been up there with like the running game. Yeah, it was like at good least enough. Russia, yeah, 2010, the best rushing offense in the NFL. Best, right, Matt. Best rushing offense in the NFL. Top three offensive line in the NFL. Mark Sanchez. So, what do you think, Green Bean? Would you, knowing you're you're gonna, I, I see it's it's a weird question because like I know we're gonna lose off. Like I feel it in my bones. We're gonna lose off. So, I anything I could do to 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 like rationalize the thought of him leaving uh, is is what i'm going to wind up doing would you like knowingly give up huff for the chance at mike evans yeah well i just want to say jake Asman is in the chat and hello jake but he says put green bean in the war room i he agree. also says we love you from jets chaos to mike evans so yeah jeremy we got to get you on the case down there in tampa yeah. bay with mike evans. that's right he'd be like hey we love you that's what he was done. Signed, hey, sealed, we, delivered. That's right. <laughs> uh, I do agree with Matt. Like, you, you know, I would love to live in a world where we don't have to lose a Bryce Huff to bring on a Mike Evans. Now, realistically, can we do both this year? It just so happens to be a year when we are dipping in what our cap space is. Uh, but we have more to borrow from the next two years. So, any little nerd and and look i say that with love right geek squad nerd mobile very helpful right very very helpful people and i have the utmost respect uh for all that but i say it because it's real like you go and you get your nerds and you go look i really want to keep huff and i really want to bring on mike evans here's what i'm looking at oh that's going to be tough joe douglas well hey i want you to figure it out and they do the thing and they fucking figure it out that's what they do and then i go out on the field and we lump people up and make them bleed that's the way it's supposed to be and i think it's realistic to think that we can do that you know like uh, i hate that like we seem to be the only team that like has to lose people you know like again we only have one guy with a second contract a real second contract not a nathan shepherd or a jordan jenkins one year just kind of holdover extension we're the only team that can't seem to figure this out and i'm tired of it keep your guys and bring on the extra guy that you need while everything's there. All you need is some offensive line and some firepower in the wide receiver core, a you know, a you know, a little bit of help in the running back room. But we got our starter, we got our number one wide receiver, we have our tight ends, we got Tipman, we got ABT. Like what he said, what do we need? A guard, a guard, a tackle, a tackle, fucking wide receiver. It's, eh. 
You know, that's it. That's all we need. So I think we should be able to do that and not sacrifice our defense. So um, now let's say like Wild Billy Boy is saying, if I had to, like if I had to, if that was the only way to do it, the fact that we do have JJ and uh, Will McDonald and all that, and we don't have shit in the wide receiver core, the answer would be yes. You gotta, you gotta do it. Mike Evans, make him come to New York. I want to have him. I want him here. I want him here. Uh, I had, it was funny. I had someone, oh no, this was about Sam Howell. So I'll get into the Sam Howell comment in, in, in a little bit. Uh, Peter S hops in, says, so can we truly afford multiple max free agents or will we have to go the cheaper middle of the road talent? The Jets can make it work. There's no real issue. They can make some some uh, restructures happen and they could free up like $67 million, I think is what they're able to free up in uh, salary cap space. If you sign Mike Evans to a $25 million a year deal like Matt was talking about just a little bit earlier in this show, his cap hit's gonna end up being like $10 million this year. So yes, you could definitely do it. You're gonna escalate it the next few years. Even if you make it a five-year contract, it's really like probably a three-year deal. You're planning on having Aaron Rodgers for at least two years. At the very least, if Rodgers is not here after next year, you're going to have a big body target for your whatever quarterback comes in, regardless of if it's a young kid or, or a vet, you know, after the fact. Uh, I think the Jets can absolutely afford multiple max contracts if they needed to, but I think the only one you'd really go after would be Mike Evans. I don't think there's a max contract out there on the offensive line that I'd be looking at. Uh, Matt, is there anyone else out there that you think the Jets wouldn't be able to sign? Or is this more a question about like Mike Evans and Bryce Huff as the two max contracts that you'd be trying to retain? Or like, what, what do you think the ramifications of maybe signing Mike Evans could be? Then you're not paying $20 million for a tackle or close to $20 million for a tackle. Um, at that point, which I'm okay with because I don't think any of the guys getting close to $20 million are actually going to be worth it. Like is uh, Jonah Williams and Trent Brown and those guys who are going to get the big money long-term deals going to be worthwhile for that. I'm not, I'm not sold. Uh, I, I think, you know, I, we've talked a lot about adding guards cause they're cheaper and having AVT play one of the tackle spots or taking a flyer on a, on a tackle who maybe be a little bit cheaper, like a Jermaine Illuminor. So I don't think it necessarily stops you from improving other areas of your team. Green Bean, if you sign Mike Evans to, you know, that, that max contract, are there ramifications that come with that? Or do you think it's like, you know, the Jets can find a way to do it? Heck, we saw the Bills last offseason. What was the last offseason? Maybe two years ago at this point. Sign Von Miller to a massive contract when they were already loaded to the Gills. So they find ways to make money right. work. Yeah, you figure it out. You figure it out. Remember the Saints like three years ago? They were $120 million over the cap. They did a little over here, a little over there. They lost no one. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's the that's the thing. So I think we can do that. Now, uh, he's talking about, Peter is talking about uh, uh, multiple max free agents. So like, what does that mean? So you He's know, probably he's talking at, like, Mike, like Mike Evans and Huff would be like, could you sign two of those guys? Like, I don't know if there's going to be a max offensive lineman out there. Like, what? it's probably only the receivers, I think, and like edge rushers and like Chris Jones. Those would be like the max guys. Yeah, I still think that the market, you know, 
no matter, even if the guys that are available aren't necessarily worth max, they might not get as much, <coughs> excuse me, as some others, but there's still going to be some sort of battle for them. If they're the best available, teams are going to want them. Like a, a good example is a, is a Jonah Williams. I think he's going to make more money than he's worth. And uh, could the Jets afford a couple of those guys? Yeah, I think we can. Now, people would argue that we shouldn't. I will argue that we should. I think we should have all guns blazing uh, for this season. Make sure that there are no question marks on the offensive line and uh, receivers for uh, Rodgers to throw to. <clears throat> and running backs. Like, you know, it's crazy. We started the, the season last year with too many running backs. We had to let go of a Bam Knight. And uh, now we got, you know, dog dookies basically behind Brees. I mean, we don't know what is he is. I don't want to throw him in the garbage. But, you know, I'm not necessarily uh, pumped. I'm, I'm, you know, give him a chance, of course. But I think, you know, we need to bring on some of those guys too. Carson Steele is my guy, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll see if that happens uh, in the mids. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think we can afford a couple max free agents. You you, you got to figure it out. And if that's Huff, Evans, and a tackle, so be it. You know, I think that's great. And then you got to go to the mids and uh, some of the bargain bin. That's fine. But you got to get some of the premier guys that are out there. Um, uh, you can't really dilly-dally this year, in my opinion. Yeah, I think this is one of those seasons, and I, I thought last season would have been that too. You don't want to have any possible like questions. You don't want to have that, oh man, I wish we could have done that, or I wish I should have tried that. Like, no, go out and go do it. Like, push all your chips in the center of the table. This is your last year as a GM, your last year as a head coach, if you're Robert Sala and Joe Douglas. You know, you're going to get canned if you don't wind up winning. So go out and do what you got to do to get make it happen. And getting Mike Evans is going to put you in the right track to do it. I completely agree. Jonah Williams is going to get more money than he should. I'm like torn on whether i really want to end up with him or if i want him to end up in like tennessee with his former coach like it would be awesome if he went there and then they decided well hey maybe joe alt isn't the guy we want at number seven and one of the tackles winds up falling to us at number 10 there's like a silver lining in that but i agree i i would overpay for free agents for this year because be damned if we don't <laughs> if it doesn't work out we're resetting anyway so i could care less about yeah, the cap ramifications that may be coming from this. The main catch comes in with his member super chat says, I want Bryce Huff and Mike Evans. Also, I'd like Tyler Boyd. Truly, we should be able to sign a significant upgrade at wide receiver and offensive line this offseason. Hit those milk thumbs. Mm, Boys milk girls. thumbs. So I am right in line with you. I think all three of us would probably be in line for Bryce Huff, Mike Evans, and would love to have Tyler Boyd. I really like Tyler Boyd from like a like what could he produce perspective? He's been behind Jamar Chase and T Higgins out in Cincinnati. So the upside is dramatically higher with him compared to some other players that are, are potentially out there. I, I get the feeling he may want to go to Pittsburgh. That's kind of what I've been saying for a while. If he has the opportunity to do that, I think he wants to go home. I know he likes Mike uh, Tomlin out there. If we could find a way to get him, he would be perfect. I feel like he might be like, too similar almost to like a Lazard, like get us like a stud one. Whereas Boyd, you know, maybe if Rogers returns Lazard to form, he could be like discount 
Yeah, not even discount. He's expensive, <laughs> like discount Tyler Boyd almost. Matt, what are your thoughts on on Boyd? Since we've talked about Huff and Evans, I like Boyd. Um, I think he would be a good pivot option. I'm not saying like he's my first or second choice, but let's be honest, free agency, it's very likely that some of these wide receivers are off the market, uh, either by their own teams or someone just blows a crazy contract out of the water, uh, and then suddenly, like your best option is ridley and boyd and well you're going to get in a bidding war with 30 other teams and you know if if you're signing someone like boyd i think you need to add another body too, like curtis samuel or something like that and add someone else in the draft and really round out the room that way but i think you could do a lot worse than tyler boyd cuka lake comes in he says running back problems started with jd listening to green bean saying cut ty johnson look what you did grumpy ho-ho (laughs) <laughs> the, the, the ho-ho right. comment gonna, is a throwback from earlier in the stream so yeah. if you guys didn't hear the ho-ho <laughs> comment you got to listen to the beginning part of the stream to, to understand that all right i gotta look at ty johnson's stats because this is just <laughs> i've had it all right ty johnson's stats let's see what this guy pulled together uh, well, he's got a thousand yards in his career. Let's see, uh, 2023, he had a whopping 132 yards on the ground. Uh, no touchdowns. Let's see what he did in the air. Seven receptions for 62 yards. Yep, I agree. We should be riddled with regret over losing that piece of sh- sugar. You're so polite. I'm He's trying. trying to stay on the nice list. That's what it is. I'm working on it. I'm Santa Claus. I got to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I guess we could talk about... Like, let, let's let's pivot a little bit and talk other wide receivers. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, we mentioned this uh, a little mm. bit, but I wanted to get our thoughts, see if anything else has kind of percolated around in the old thought noggins. Uh, I've got two potential trade options for you guys. And we did discuss, right. I think, one of them. What was that? I'm excited. I said, all right, I'm excited ooh, for like two. Yeah. So I it did two two that, you know, maybe make sense here. Uh number one, we've talked about this a little bit. That is the pick swap from the 49ers, number 10 to 31. We've talked about that saying it's too valuable to uh, give up that number 10 pick. We're going to need it for an offensive lineman. The other one I think is interesting. And I think it's worth some discussion at the very least. And that is DJ Reed for Brandon Ayuk. Uh, oh. Let's say there was a situation, Matt, where you cannot, like I am with you guys 110%. You cannot trade DJ Reed for a draft pick. Cause I don't want, I mean, if you get a first round pick, I understand if you make the move, but you're not getting that. And a second round pick to me for DJ Reed is not enough to justify what he can do on the field. But if you're telling me DJ Reed for Ayuk, I would do that. I would do that in a heartbeat as much as I love DJ Reed. Um, I think getting a 26 year old elite weapon opposite Garrett Wilson. And if we have to drop a few ticks on the defensive side to increase a few ticks on the offensive side, I would probably do that. I think it makes a little more sense to me. I definitely don't want to give up number 10, Matt. What are your thoughts on both of these? I think Mike Tannenbaum suggested the second one. Uh, he's been on a no, real shut up. <laughs> been on a real heater of great <laughs> trade options. He's uh, been horrible. 
Yeah. This one at least like, sort of makes sense. Uh-huh. Um, but you I, tell I'm me not, it doesn't? They need a cornerback. He played for them already. It absolutely makes sense. It definitely doesn't. I, it makes more sense than any of the Tannenbaum takes that he's had this week. Those have been awful. I Trader Mike. I, I don't I don't really like either of these. <laughs> I don't want to drop down to I don't want to drop down to 31. And then I don't want to be put in a spot where uh, Brandon Eccles is going to have to be starting games for me. Mm. So there's no situation where that is like appealing to you at all. Like, let's say Reed wants his contract extension. He's like, hey, I deserve 20 million a year because I've been playing like a top corner in this league. And like, that's what I want. And we didn't get Mike Evans because he went back to Tampa Bay and the wide receiver room looks better. Like that doesn't become more appealing to you at all. Or you just like sort of like you can't lose Reed. That's more your stance. Yeah. I mean, I think their whole defense is based on pass rush and locking up wide, wide, like that's their calling card. Um, I, I don't No, I don't think I could be talked into flipping DJ Reed for Brandon Ayuk. Ooh, interesting. What is DJ Reed worth to you in a trade at all? Like, is it a first round pick? Um, maybe, but I, I, I don't know. Like, that's you're cutting your nose to spite your face at that point. Like, the, the if the Jets are going to be competitive next year, they need their defense to be essentially the same thing, a top three unit, and they need their special teams to be a top three unit. And I don't know how if you're trading DJ Reed that your defense is going to be able to stay in that same range. Like, I think you should be able to improve your offense without having to sell off a, a top 10 cornerback. Hmm. Dreamy, what about you? What do you think of these two trades in particular? And what would you value DJ Reed at? Or what would you value Ayuk at? All right. Straight up DJ Reed for Brandon Ayuk. Um... I I'm going to totally. put a poll question in the chat because I feel like that's the yeah, more interesting one. I don't think anyone's it's interested good. in the, the number 10 pick swap. Yeah. Now this is, well, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that too. Um, but number one, I want to say, I don't want to lose DJ Reed. He's the kind of player I'd love to see him just be a jet. You know what I mean? Finish the year, him and sauce. You know what I mean? And Michael Carter for that matter. I'd love to see that, but. Getting Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk is a young player still, too. He's only he's going into his fifth year. Uh, he's I don't never think he's had even twenty six yet, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's twenty five and change. He, he's never, excuse me, he's never had under seven hundred yards in the last two years over a thousand. You know, thirteen hundred last year. Um, so he's the you know he's the kind of guy that can blow an offense open, especially when he's not the only guy on the offense, right? Um. So he's incredibly valuable. Now, if we re-signed a Bryce Hall, you know, I, again, I'm not saying Bryce Hall is DJ Reed. I'm not. But Bryce Hall's no slouch. So if you had Sauce and Bryce Hall and Michael Carter and you can get a Brandon Ayuk, when you put those on the scale, I think that it might be a thing that you consider. So I would definitely consider it. I would have to look at what Brandon Ayuk. I mean, he's going to be wanting what 30 million or something like that. I saw 28. Uh, he's going to want top like money. That. It's going to be 25 yeah. plus probably. Yeah. But if so, Reed's and, get, like, what do you think Reed gets? Two million. Like, I don't think he's going to get like a top contract from us. I think it would have to be a, a discounted ish deal. Like 
if we could get him for 13 to 15 million a year, maybe top corners are getting like 20. Why can't we pay people? That's bullshit. Anyway. Well, I think, so I I think with Reed, that. what you, what you are slightly concerned with is the, like, not that he's, he's not old. He's 28 years old. If you keep it no. within like a three year window, um, or if it's just a two year window, you know, it doesn't impact your other guys necessarily. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I, he's got he's got two. So Ayuk's uh, going into his fifth, and hmm. uh, Reed's going into his seventh. So he's he's definitely not old. He's like prime, you know. Um, how old is he? Let's see, twenty uh, seven. Yeah, he's you know twenty seven, twenty eight. So you know he's he's right there. I don't know. I'd hate to lose him, but I would definitely entertain it. I'd kick the tires on that deal. Um, the first one, the, you know, trade sliding back from 10 to 31, getting Ayuk and still having a first round pick. That's not necessarily unattractive. Of course, you know, you're going to be sliding out of the, you're not going to be getting, you know, Mims, Fwanga, you know, probably you're going to lose out on Jordan Morgan, uh, maybe even Guyton. So what do you want? What are you going to do there? How what how does it benefit you? You now you've taken care of wide receiver, but the tackles are gone that are going to be able to come in and help you. I mean, if you believe Guyton can come in, uh, he may be there. Uh, Graham Barton might still be there, but I mean, Graham Barton is projected to you know to slide inside. I don't know. When I did my I mock mean, draft, I had all those guys going ahead of the thirty-first pick. <laughs> I like I was not well, happy with and, 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 yeah. and Jordan Morgan. Yeah. I think the I only think tackles I had left at that point were like the BYU tackle and Sumatia. Yeah. Well, however you say his name. He Masha. was there still. And then I think Fatanu went at that pick. So it would be like a guard tackle hybrid is how I had that falling. But he could go higher too. Yeah. He's going to be a tackle. I mean, I, there are teams that will try to move him inside. I don't see any reason why that guy wouldn't stay at tackle, but that's just me. But, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a, a drop-off. And if we're looking for our, our rookie first-round pick to come in and contribute immediately, it's less likely that 31 is going to be able to do that, where 10 – you're almost insured. I mean, you can make a bad pick. You can pick the wrong guy. You can, you know, uh, dive in for fool's gold, of course. But uh, I think you got a much better shot with landing that guy at 10. Um, so, yeah, man. I mean, like, if you can get a Michael Evans or, you know, like if T. Higgins. Was T. Higgins franchised yet? Do we know that? Not yet. I think they just, the only thing I've seen is he's expected to be franchise tagged. Yeah, me too. That's what I saw. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, let's, let's say you can go out there and you can grab a Mike Evans or a T. Higgins or, I mean, a Tyler Boyd is not on that tier, but I would not be upset. You guys know I've shared that many times. I'm a big Tyler Boyd guy. Uh, I'd be elated if that's the, if that's the one we pull in. Um, but obviously Mike Evans, T. Higgins, Brandon Ayuk, they're a step up. Um, but they're gonna, you're gonna pay for it, whether it's with draft capital and money, or just money, or whatever it might be. So I, I don't know, man. It's one of those things. I think you gotta, whatever your plan is, you have to come away with a tackle in this draft that can slide right in, 
and by the end of training camp is your starter. I, I think you have to do that. So 31 is a little risky for that, in my opinion. I completely agree. I don't necessarily see this happening either. This is a trade, I think, if it happens, will happen close to the draft the same way that like an A.J. Brown trade went down. Debos got his contract. I think, I don't know if it was the day of the draft or like the days just before the draft. It was pretty close there, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think it's going to be something similar. They're going to wind up resigning him to, to some type of deal. They know how valuable he is out there. I don't think this is even going to come up. More just the hypothetical for discussion purposes. Boys and girls, if you're in this chat, make sure you hit that like button. For every 25 likes, we're going to pick another qualifier for our t-shirt, jersey, mug, pillow giveaway at the end of this stream. And if you haven't done so already, get your Talking Jets first round draft party tickets. First time we're doing an in-person draft for night one of the NFL right. draft, TalkingJets.com. Uh, Dude, all right, come hang out. Open bar, gotta, man. Fucking buffet t-shirt. It's going to be the best. Oh, yeah. You get a cool t-shirt, too. Event shirt. It's going to be awesome. I got to reach out to the people that already got tickets because I have to get their shirt size. I did not do that. So if you're in the chat. And everybody I, an extra large, dude. That's everyone gets extra large. That's right. <laughs> no, can't but, wear it, if you can't wear it to the game, you can wear it to bed. Yeah, we'll, we'll knit it into a quilt for you. You can cut out the little square and, and put it put it in with the rest of your Talking Jets shirt merchandise. It'd be great. Right. Oh, all right. Let's go over to... I want to talk about Sam Howell, but I want to I want to discuss this real quick. David Bakhtiari expected to get released. We've been talking about this, God, it, over a year now, since before Aaron Rodgers was even traded here. The discussion was, is Bakhtiari going to come with him now? Is it going to happen in season? Is it going to happen after the season? The $40 million cap hit that's on the way for Bakhtiari, uh, likely not going to uh, not going to happen. Now, this was from... Uh, was this Connor Hughes? I don't remember this one was Connor Hughes or the athletic or whoever wrote it up. Uh, maybe the jets would fork over potentially a late round pick to reunite Bakhtiari with his golf cart buddy, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, if you haven't seen that video, it's a great video by the way of Aaron Rodgers and Bakhtiari driving around in the golf cart that Bakhtiari gifted to Aaron Rodgers. And the license plate says love in 69, 69 is Bakhtiari's number. And I think it's everything I want in my 12 year old middle school mentality brain that I have right now to have this guy on our team and I want him to be healthy and I want to believe <laughs> in the worst way that it's going to work out. But I, for me, Bakhtiari, if he comes in here, it has to be incentive laden. It has to be some type of deal. That's like, dude, you're getting the vet minimum and every game you play, we're going to give you X amount of dollars, whatever you deem his top value to be, let it get up to that. If he plays an entire season, I have no problem with that type of contract whatsoever with him uh as far as his injuries buffalo jet fan had a really good tweet that i pulled up the uh the other day so he tore his acl in december of 2020 in november of 2021 two weeks after being activated off the pup list bakhtiari had arthroscopic knee surgery due to fluid buildup in his surgically repaired knee january 2022 bakhtiari returns for the last game of the season in an effort to make the packers playoff push he lasted only 27 snaps and was inactive for the packers lone playoff game in September through November of 2022, Bakhtiari starts 11 games for the Packers, still playing at an elite level, zero sacks given up, zero quarterback hits allowed, 88.5 pro football focus passing grade. In December of 2022, Bakhtiari gets emergency appendectomy, ending his 2022 season. So let's be clear, he has not had knee issues uh, to that point since January of 2022. But then this year, September of 2023, he plays in one game before needing another arthroscopic surgery on the same knee, ending his season. And from what he said, 
his surgery that he had initially, there was some condition as far as like the meniscus or the cartilage or something along those lines that may have to be addressed in the future. He winds up being symptomatic for it and it winds up being the reason why he keeps getting all this fluid on his knee. He's saying like four ounces of fluid drained out of his, out of his knee, which is just an insane amount of liquid. Um, but he says it should fix all the problems. So my question to you guys, Matt, I'll go to you first. Bakhtiari, you want him? You don't want him? What are you thinking? Fifth time's the charm, baby, and he's fine. Absolutely. Sure, why not? Yeah, the, Jet, the Jets have great injury luck with in, often injured offensive linemen. Sign me the hell up for that. I can't wait until they sign him, and then week five, he hurts his knee for the 75th million time on the MetLife turf that he complained about. They sat out a game this year because he didn't want to play on the turf in Atlanta. It, I don't know why we sign up for wanting to do these things to ourselves. We deal with the injured offensive line the last two years. Biggest reason why they missed the playoffs the last two years. And then just go, I'm going to sign the guy who's played one, 12, one, and 11 games in the last four years. I, I hope to, to hell he stays healthy for his sake, right? It must suck getting five knee injuries, but why, why take the risk? On, on on David Bakhtiari. The, the Jets are not a team that could afford to take a risk on a guy who is injury. <laughs> Just because he's good when he's on the field, great. If he's never on the field, that is no good to me. I, I, I want no part of David Bakhtiari. So side note on that, uh, the what Matt's referring to with the Atlanta game uh, and Bakhtiari sitting out, he was inactive for that game. His brother tweeted out a picture. I don't know if I have it here. Let me see if I had it pulled up. Um yeah his brother posted this which is the meme of you know as you go along the x-axis and you fuck around you get more and more find out so this is implying like hey uh did Bakhtiari bail on the Atlanta game because it was indoor on turf and uh he's come out and said no and same with LaFleur but you can you know if you want to read between the lines he didn't play another game the rest of the season so I feel like he was probably injured. I don't think he'd just skip the entire season. Although Packers fans might feel a little differently. Maybe they're like, he's just stole our money and ran. He signed a contract in 2020, <laughs> basically played in 20 games since then. Um, yeah, I don't know. For me, when well, I look at Bakhtiari, and I'll get to, uh, sorry, Greenman, I'll throw this to you real no, quick. No, no, you're good. Um, but I, for me, when I think of Bakhtiari, it's, I don't think he's passing a physical yet. So like the Jets are going to solve their offensive line anyway, they're going to solve it. And then eventually when he can pass a physical, this might be after the draft. Like I'm totally on board with bringing Bakhtiari on. You cannot tell me that Bakhtiari with whatever games he could provide to you is not better than the whatever 53, 53rd person on our roster. And if it's an incentive laden deal, like what, what did... <laughs> What did freaking Carl Lawson cost us? He's Carl Lawson's hit us for like six million dollars this year. And he's not even on our team. Like I, I don't know. I would be on. Bakhtiari is the exact type of gamble I would take for this team oh. on an incentive laden deal. Assuming you're signing him after you've already done your homework and 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 done everything earlier in free agency. Greenbean, your thoughts on Bakhtiari? Here's the only silver lining. Okay, with Bakhtiari, the word on the street. Like, I hang out on the streets. I want you to know that. So I'm out there on the streets, and the word is that the first surgery that he had wasn't the right surgery. It didn't, it didn't do the thing. So when he got injured, it was almost expected this past year, and the new surgery that he got 
was the right surgery. It's going to be good. So that's just the word on the street. I don't know. I'm with Matt. Like, okay, bring on more injured dudes. <laughs> We're the team that can handle it, right? You know, we know that. We take the perpetually healthy, whether it's Dwayne Brown or Chuck Clark, never been injured, come here for 18 minutes and they're out. That's the way it goes here. So why not flip it and bring on dudes who've never not been injured? Fuck it. You know what I mean? But the thing is, is that if that's true, if like the first surgery that he had, and, and by first, I mean two years ago, um, were the knee, I believe it was. Uh, 2020. You know, there, yeah, there were issues that, um, that it wasn't the right surgery and it was like doomed. And then so when this doctor went in, he said, oh, my God, there's all kinds of loose, goosey shit in here. And uh, and they fixed it and they did it the right way. So, hey, maybe they did it right. And whoever gets them is getting a gem. So if we can get them, just like you said, Ryan, on some sort of incentive laden deal, he gets to kind of reunite with Aaron Rodgers. They can drive to every game in a golf cart. You know what I mean? Smoking cigars or whatever they do. And uh, and then, you know, you, you know, you have him, you know, competing. And he's depth behind Joe Walt. You know, we're not getting Joe Walt, but let's just say for a name, he's, you know, he's behind him. And if anything happens, we have Bakhtiari coming in as opposed to Max Mitchell. Um, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. As long as we're not breaking the bank and or depending on him to be the answer at left tackle, I'd be fine with it. Yeah, Bakhtiari to me is like, you don't sign him as your, you know, solid option. Like, okay, we've, fixed the offensive line. I don't think you you go into any negotiation with him like that. But, I mean, heck, there was an injury uh, injured left tackle that was available just a few years ago that a lot of people were scared to death to sign. He's probably the best left tackle in the game right now in Trent Williams out in San Francisco. Like, everyone was deathly afraid to go after him. Sometimes you, you gotta remember? roll the dice. Do you remember, though? Like, the reason we were afraid is because he was kind of... You know, he, it was he was mad the at the doctors. It was like a like a like a medical thing that they thought he uh, right. they misdiagnosed. Correct. And what did the Niners give for him? Do you remember? I don't remember. Fourth. But what was the contract they gave him? That's more important to me than the, well, than the was, draft pick because you're not yeah, giving up a draft pick for Bakhtiari. But I, I if I remember correctly, that wasn't that first year. They they waited a year, so like they let him play and then saw what he was going to give them uh and and correct me guys if i'm wrong it's how i remember it um but uh I'll, so they I'll have his contract him, up in just a second yeah they um, saw him play for a year and then they gave him the contract so i mean dude a fourth round pick and i don't give a shit what do you get i mean a fourth round pick what are you getting for a fourth round pick you know at least 50 percent of the time you're getting dick burgers for fourth round picks you know what i mean <laughs> dick right matt dick burgers. <laughs> Oh, hey did you see uh dom, dom c, c got, got blocked, blocked from <laughs> chimney burger uh, i haven't uh, even been blocked from him at least i don't think so let me check i i don't know if i'm blocked from anyone i don't i don't, I don't know either I'm i don't like, care enough i don't follow enough people that i should be blocked on i guess so trent williams contract uh so you guys know his first year he had uh, with the 49ers had 6.25 million fully guaranteed. His cap hit was 12.7 million at that time. That was 6% of the salary cap. Uh, 
And it looks like he probably signed after that. So Greenman, you are probably right. He That's signed in 2021. Right. So his initial contract was signed in 2015. He played on that one year deal with him. And then he signed a deal where his cap hits. I, I, I don't have the exact contract in front of me. I don't think. Oh yeah. Now let me um, ask you this. He signed for six years, $138 million. Chump change. O'Leary. That's are 23, you mil- 23 million a, four- a year. A fourth round pick to check and see if he can play for you for a year if he's the elite tackle? So if you don't give up any pick for Bakhtiari to see if he could play with you for a year, is that not the same exact situation? It's not the same because the injury history is different. Go ahead. How many games? You're in the Bakhtiari. I'm sorry. You're in the Trent Williams stuff. Take a look and see how many games he was playing. Now, there was, just like you said, the main leading into that. leading Leading into that. So 2015 missed two games, 2016 mm-hmm. missed four games, 2017 mm-hmm. missed six games, 2018 missed three, missed all of 2019, and then 2020 was when he played again. It's pretty heavy duty, but that's remember, he's missed he like was, a good amount of games. Like that's it wasn't like a small thing to sniff. This left. is a very comparable kind of conversation. Two out of the last three. What was that? It's not 16 in two out of the last three. Right. No, it's not. But it's also like, you know, if, if you're doing the same kind of metal, well, Aaron Rodgers, he's missed an entire season, right? Like, it, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like there's some degree of risk when you have to sign someone of this caliber. You're not going to get a Bakhtiari if he's healthy ever. Like, this is the gamble. Never. It, like, right. Trent Never. Williams isn't available if he's healthy. Like, those are the types of things that guys don't walk on. So I think well, that this is a worthwhile swing. Yeah. The only difference with Trent Williams was that. Or Trent Green? What the fuck is his name? Trent Williams. I, I, I perpetually do that. Uh, Trent Williams is that he was his whole thing was that that um, the, you know that that issue that he had with the Washington training staff and doctors. He said they're completely uh, you know erroneous in their diagnosis. Remember, he was like, "I'm not playing here again. This organization is." is out of control like they're just they're not pro the doctors don't know what they're doing they've misdiagnosed me um so that was kind of the thing it's like okay well there's an opportunity there i mean dude i would have thrown a fourth round pick at trent williams any day of the week i would have kept morgan moses by the way i would have probably kept george fant um well, you we know, got screwed because of becton's injury that's that's what it was like i guarantee we would have kept fan i guarantee we would have kept moses if we didn't have becton on the roster i think it was like hey we got to gamble on this guy's upside we wasted the number 11 pick on him in the draft like we can't yeah. move off of him like that I, it, to, in some ways i think becton's selection at 11 is worse than zach wilson's selection at two like just because of what we've had to like maneuver around like i understand the swing of zach at two at the time where becton all of us were screaming for worse and like to go with Becton and then not fix the offensive line because you had all that hope in Becton and him like continually getting injured. At least we had an answer on Zach. What, well, I mean, the champ didn't have to double and triple down on um, Mackay Becton. Like he still went into this year to. planning to be a starter after he's missed two years. Like yeah, that that so it was, it was bad. He what was the other option? I guess last year for tackle. Cause we traded down. We didn't have the tackle in the draft. We went after Orlando Brown. He didn't want to sign with us, even though we offered him more money, like to some degree, like, I don't know, like we would have had to promise Moses the starting role before Becton ever came back. 
they swung for the biggest name in Orlando Brown, and then it didn't work, so they took their ball and went home. They did. There was no pivot. Like they, you, you got to go to the next year. Then go to the Group B and go. Okay, who's in the ten the ten million dollar crop? They said we're going to go with geriatric Dwayne Brown and Mackay Becton off of a missing two seasons, and be and wonder why it don't work. Yeah, I get it. I get. It. I would take the swing of Bakhtiari. I think Bakhtiari. If I had it like. If the uh, someone asked me the other day, oh, would you rather have Becton back, uh, you know, or would you rather have Bakhtiari? I'm going to take Bakhtiari every damn time. Makai Becton, not a good football player right now, not a disciplined football player right now. Lots of penalties, same amount of injury risk. I want Bakhtiari, and I I don't think it's going to cost a crazy ton to to get him on an incentive laden deal. I really what did don't. he get last year, Ryan? Twenty million last year, but he signed his deal back in 2020 before he had any injuries. What do you what's his market value this year? So Dom was saying yesterday he thinks two years, $22 million, like the Dwayne Brown deal initially. I was like, I would sign that in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Oh. I would absolutely sign the Dwayne. You're telling me you would rather have Dwayne Brown at that money than Bakhtiari in a gamble. No, I'd, ra- I'd rather neither, to be honest. Well, with you. Dwayne Brown yeah, happened. Like, I, we had to sign Dwayne Brown because Becton got hurt. Brown or light $11 million on fire by signing David Bakhtiari. He's still lighting $11 million on fire. You don't know that, though. Like, he might be, if he is healthy, it's not. <laughs> like, that's the thing. I don't know. Dwayne Brown, to me, was never, never wow. We got held over a barrel by him because we didn't have a tackle. We lost Becton. Like, the same week he came in to visit during the green and white scrimmage, Becton went down, like, two days later. We got screwed. Ugh. Bakhtiari. Getting us, yeah. getting us all fired up here. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let me, let me go to the chat here. Uh, Cuca Lake says, where is that? Bam. Cuca Lake says, better numbers than P. Ryan when talking about uh, Ty Johnson. Um, We've got more Super Bowl rings. That's true. P. Ryan. Uh, e. Boogie says, trade AVT <laughs> to the 49ers and get everything. I like, I don't want to trade AVT. I, where where do you guys fall on AVT as far as like like I'm penciling him in as a starter and just hoping that he doesn't get hurt, but he's still right. equally as unreliable from an injury standpoint. Uh, even though I don't expect those injuries to necessarily reoccur the way a knee injury reoccurs, Matt, where do you kind of land on AVT and I guess at all? <laughs> I'm not even going to entertain the the trading him thing, but maybe they they're they're forced into banking on him uh, being healthy this year they don't have a choice they they have too many other holes on their offensive line to not bank on him being a starter so that's what you have to do this year if he does get hurt again well then then there's your there's your answer you can't bank on him for next season but if they are moving off of avt then you are having to fill more than likely four four roles on the offensive line which is just impossible now, what do you think happens? His fifth-year option is we have to trigger it this year. Are you like, and that's fully guaranteed, fifth-year option. Are you exercising the fifth-year option, or would you rather roll into this year, hey, stay healthy, and we're going to franchise tag you, or is there someone maybe next year that you're like maybe saving the franchise tag for in the event you have to use it? Um, No, I don't think you necessarily – I mean, you can, you could pick up the – the fifth year option that's a little risky or you could just go into it um and have him on the the last year of his deal uh and if he plays through this year look to extend him after this year um mm-hmm. and do it do it that way instead you do run the risk of like having 
to to franchise tag him though. Like if he if you don't exercise the fifth year option, you let it let it go through. Um, so like would you be I guess okay with franchise tagging him because that's that's what we might have to do, and then you I guess it depends on how we'd have to negotiate a contract. Like let's say he stays healthy, he plays top fifteen guard in the in the league. Um, I guess are there any issues potentially with having to franchise tag him? Like maybe he wants to play on the tag for a year. Mm, maybe. Maybe maybe he does. Maybe he does at that point. That's that's certainly uh, a risk, which makes it feel like I th- I think they probably go just go with the fifth year option, mm-hmm. right, to take that out of it. But there's there's a gamble involved because of his health the last two years. So like, like I said, they're kind of forced into taking this gamble with ABT because they don't really have a choice. They don't have anyone else to come in and fill that role. So for reference, the let me see. I think I have it here. Um. Rookie pools, where is it? I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it. Uh, the fifth-year options are somewhere. I'm curious to see what... Oh, there it is. Okay, so AVT's fifth-year option is going to be $15.4 million. Uh, now, for reference, the franchise tag this year, and I don't know what it what it'll be next year necessarily. you got to assume it's going to go up. Um, the franchise tag is $19.7 million. So you're probably talking a $20 million franchise tag. So it'd be the difference of $5 million if you were to accept his fifth year option versus uh, hitting him with the franchise tag. So the fifth year option is probably the way to go, I would think. Greenbean, where are you on AVT? Um, look, I love E-Boogie. Like, I genuinely love that guy. But I'm all about keeping ABT. I, I get the injury. I'm concerned as well. Um, but there, it's it's not just like you. I think you said it, Ryan. It, it's not like mm-hmm. it's it's the same. It's the knee. It's the ankle. It's the, it's was an elbow, and then it was an Achilles. You know what I mean? He's going to hang out with Aaron Rodgers. They're going to laser uh, alien his, uh, you know, alien technology, gravity defying uh, tubes for the Achilles. And, Listen, uh, listening to dolphins mating, that sort of stuff. All the things right, that work. Right. Yeah, man. Going to the dark. You know what I mean? They're going to do all that shit. He's going to come out better than ever. And I think he just hit his string of bad luck. I mean, now, if three years in a row, if he gets hurt, the guy's snake bitten. Um, now, my whole, my whole thing is you can't go into this depending on, like, there's no backup for an ABT, a Becton, a Dwayne Brown. Like, I just, I hated it. Last year's offensive line, it needed to be best case scenario for it to work. And we know best case scenario doesn't happen here. It's a, we're a lunch bail uh, organization. We need, you know, we, we need to like trudge through the mud and we got to have guys that are more competent than Wes Schweitzer and Xavier Newman um, you know, floating around behind, a, you know, an ABT or what have you. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I'm high on ABT. The truth is, is that he's an absolute stud when he's playing. So let's run it back with him. I would prefer to see him at guard than tackle. Um, but uh, we'll see, man. I mean, I don't think they're trading him. I really don't. So I'm going to skip a few super chats real quick. Just to throw this up. Ace of Spade says controversial. Do you prefer AVT at guard or tackle? Um, definitely guard for me for sure. Um, 
tackle is more of the like emergency situation if you have to like that to me if you bring in a Bakhtiari you have Carter Warren as his backup but if Carter Warren doesn't develop you have AVT as the emergency tackle in my opinion that that would be like your your doomsday scenario but I would still solve tackle at you know right tackle at number 10 in the draft um Matt what do you think AVT guard or tackle uh, I am comfortable with him at either spot. It's dependent on what happens with the Jets in free agency and the draft. To me, um, I think depending on who you're able to land in free agency or the draft will tell you where you'll play. But I, I'm good with either option. If they decide, I think it's easier for us to find guards through free agency and we're going to play ABT at tackle. I'm good with that. I think he's played at a you know high enough level there. Or if they prefer to go the other route and play him at guard where, you know, he was drafted and what he was originally going to do, that's fine with me too. Um, I would just like to see him get a spot and stick there. So I guess my thought is like having AVT at guard implies that we probably solve the tackle situation. So I want to see AVT at guard because it feels like we'd be more confident with our tackle situation. One thing I do want to retort uh, or throw back at Greenbean is the, you said you, you didn't want to have Wes Schweitzer backing up AVT. He wasn't backing up AVT. He was the third string guy. Like we went so far deep on our interior. You got to remember it was Lake and Tomlinson. Tittman. Mm. You don't think the second round, like it, our, our backups, I mean, Wes would have had to come in at some point. He was our third center, but no, like he definitely reason, was not, he was definitely not planned Tittman, as the backup. The reason that Tittman came in at guard was because McGovern was still at center. And, you know, once McGovern went out, he moved over to center. But I don't think... But why wouldn't... When AVT went I, down, I, why I wouldn't they put Schweitzer? I know. Why wouldn't they just put Schweitzer? I, I get it. I'm fucking deducting. <laughs> um, doesn't matter. The point remains, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, what, what did we have last year as the reserves, right? We had Tippmann, right? So, mm -hmm. and we didn't know what he was. Uh, we're very high on him. And now we know... I think we can be confident in him, but the guys that we brought in to be our reserve bunch outside of Tittman was Carter Warren, Max Mitchell, uh, Wes Schweitzer, Xavier Newman, who Xavier Newman was practice squad. I, th I think, he, he got yeah, I was going to say he was late, late. Yeah. He was, that was, wasn't he the guy that like didn't take a snap and we were like fourth string center. Was that yep. him? He all and 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 he was only a guard and he was taking center snaps for the first time ever. Yeah, yeah, that was that's nuts. where we get. That's where we get to everybody. Yeah, but you can't plan four four centers deep. That that's insane. <laughs> like even if the, the Jets carried, I think nine offensive linemen into the season, and we had to go through what twelve. Got to <laughs> like carry that's... seventeen. I'm sick of it. Carry all seventeen, that's all right. the tackles. Um, <laughs> we've got Mike the Stack guy in there saying. I'd started with Liz Sauce when he wore the damn cheese head. So we'll get into that in just a second with Sauce recruiting. Uh, Ace of Spades says, get back to Yari on a low-end deal, then Fant as insurance. I feel like Fant right. should be able to like get a starting job somewhere. Um, why he would right sign here. back here. I mean, I, I like Fant. I wouldn't wouldn't be upset with something along those lines. Cuddy says, no Bakhtiari unless cheap backup scenario. Pick one up. Uh, sorry, pick one. We can trade the 10 move back is he saying jj like oh he's, he's he wants to move back for someone coming up for jj mccarthy just a couple uh gain a second draft uh talise funga stay at number 10 draft or stay at number 10 draft fashanu um i look we're taking tackle in the first round i think it's definitely going to happen 
Uh, and Bakhtiari on a cheap deal, look, I, I think incentive-laden is where most of us are going to be. I don't think anyone wants to give him any type of, of large guaranteed money here. Uh, and then Mike the Sack Guy says, the same people saying we can't bring in Bakhtiari are saying AVT should be left tackle and back-to-back season-ending injuries in his rookie contract. So I will defend the people that are are defending AVT and don't want Bakhtiari. And it, Bakhtiari's knee is 100% an issue. Like, it, it, there is a big gamble there. AVT not tearing the same knee up. He's got the Achilles. He's got the the triceps tendon or whatever that were torn, and those are not. You don't expect those to reoccur. He hasn't had soft tissue injuries consistently over his career. Um, but I guess the the roll of the dice could be AVT guaranteeing him fifteen million dollars after two back to back season ending injuries, where Bakhtiari you may not be guaranteeing him any money. Um, so it could be a slightly odd scenario where it's like a reverse guaranteed money for someone that's younger <laughs> but like i don't know it's interesting they also don't have a choice with avt like he he's here and they can't he, he has to be here that. like exactly yeah. they, they they have the choice with bakhtiari they don't have the choice with avt well i think it's the i think it's the having the choice of putting him at tackle it might be what he was trying to get at there um where like you want an injury prone guy at tackle as opposed to you know, maybe keeping him inside. I, I don't know. I'm trying to trying to make sense of it. I get where he's going. Um, all right, let's hop over to, we got two more topics I want to get into. Sauce Gardner recruiting guys out in the Twitterverse. You guys didn't see it. Uh, he comes in, he says, Le Sauce is finally back. For y'all that don't know, that is my recruiting name. He says, I am not an official GM. I'm a freelance GM that works from home. I'm just biased when it comes to the New York Jets. Does it sound like three people, three really handsome, beautiful-looking people? Does it remind you of anyone? Us. Maybe in this traffic light formation that's all a green light, ready to go? That's Us. right. Mm-hmm. We're right there with you, Sauce. Uh, then he says his GM philosophy. Uh, first, I start with getting an elite quarterback. Then I get wide receivers that I know could win me a national 7-on-7 tournament. Then I get offensive line to protect my elite quarterback so he can throw it to them. Then I move on. He's out there trying to recruit Mike Evans. Obviously, you know, oh, Mike Evans is going to see what happens with Baker Mayfield before he commits to resigning with the team. Sauce saying, or is he? Never mind, just baiting us into stuff. And then he follows that up with the, you know what we talked about, Mike Evans, potentially alluding to something that happened during training camp. You got him talking about Ayuk. Ayuk is one of the best players that consistently gets open. He doesn't get the opportunity with the ball in his hands. He's great at contested catch situations. Just get him the ball. And then he was asked about Sam Howell. And he says, honestly, it doesn't matter because Aaron is about to do something special this year and shock the world in a great way. Oh, comeback player of the year. That's basically where Sauce is on all his evaluations, GM style-wise. And I'll be honest, I'm right there with Sauce. I love everything <laughs> that he's talking about right here. Matt, I'm going to throw it to you. What do you think of Sauce recruiting players? Uh, I love it. I'm here for it. I can't get enough of Sauce Gardner on social media. I think he's a lot of fun. Um, and I, I like his philosophy. It, it, you got to have a quarterback. You got to keep him upright, and you got to have the weapons for the quarterback. We know the Jets have the defense. They just got to keep the quarterback upright and get him a couple weapons. So I think this is a good idea that Sauce Gardner has with his uh, little retool plan. Greenbean, how you feel about uh, a player, not necessarily just Sauce, but a player recruiting players out there in the Twitterverse, do you think it's the GM's job? Do you think uh, any of that sort of stuff? I've seen some old man yell at Cloud's comments uh, over the last day or two. Really? People um, are mad at him? 
Uh, just people. Uh, Stay in people your lane, stuff. Like, loser. Well, it's like one of those situations where it's like, oh, you know, I had comments under the Garrett Wilson, like, you know, liking an Odunze uh, highlight or something like that, I think is what, what the comment was. Or like he wants to play with Odunze. And then all of a sudden, oh, well, he's a player. He shouldn't be like making GM decisions. It's like, shut up. <laughs> no. Get out of here. I want I our good players yeah. recruiting the best players in the league because That's it right. generates excitement for our team, which is something we are sadly in like – we are lacking in a big way over here. Greenbean, your right. thoughts now, on sauce. Well, remember, so we have some experience here. Uh, Jamal Adams uh, went out on a, on a really a, just put a full court press on Le'Veon Bell. Remember? Uh, that worked. He also tried to get Tyron Matthew here, which would have been a great signing at the time. Well, I forgot maybe. About that yeah. Who knows when he comes we here. We almost had the Flying Tigers, right? Like it was Tremaine Johnson, it was uh, Jamal, and then Tyron Matthew. And then I think we had someone on the other side too. Um, yeah, I love it, dude. Hold on. God bless you. Bless you. Thanks, everybody. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, look, Sauce is legit. You know what I mean? Sauce is a bona fide star. He's crazy talented. He has, um, you know, two consecutive all pros. And he's a likable guy. Like he's, I think, you know, he's like real dry, right? Like his personality's tough at first. Like if you don't, you know, pay attention, he can come across as something other than he is, but he's like jovial. He's funny. Even the thing with the cheese head and burning it and the, the whole thing, it's like, he's funny. He's a young guy. He's having a good time. He's funny. He's clearly a stud puts in the work. Him, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall. If those guys want to go out there and recruit other players, who better? You know, who better to do it? You know, like uh, Aaron Rodgers is talking to Devontae Adams or, or whoever. But it's like that group of players, those are our legit stars. Let them go out there and kind of soften the environment uh, because they do know that Keith Carter's here, Hackett's here, you know, and they say, eh, don't worry about it, man. We're here too, you know? I think it's fine. And and let me just tell everybody, uh, by the way, it has no difference. It makes no difference. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, if the money's not right, if all this shit's not right, it doesn't matter what Sauce Gardner says. But I think it's nice to see that they feel that sense of pride enough that they're out there recruiting players. They're not looking to go. They're looking to bring people in. And, uh, you know, that's not always the case for us, especially when we get these new uniforms. It's going to be a whole different thing. Dude, we're going to put this whole era to bed. The whole, that, 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 this whole thing, that the, what we're looking at there, the, the wings and the bullshit word mark and the Adam Gase, and the, we're going to get rid of all of it. And we're going to go back. It's going to be fresh. And we're going to win the Super Bowl. So why not bring some people in here? From your lips, Green Beans, to God's right. ears. Uh, let's see. We got E-Boogie coming in with another Super Chat. Thank you so much. Says, what if all tackles are gone? What is plan B? Trade out of the first round or pick up Jackson? Or nope. Sorry. JCJ into your offensive lineman. I think he's talking about Jackson Powers Johnson. But uh, I don't know what JCJ is. Um, if... Look, worst case scenario, you're, you're going to get a tackle at 10. Like, yeah. I, I can't, at the very worst, you're getting offensive tackle four. Like, let's say there's a run on tackles and, you know, the the, the Cardinals, the Chargers, the or maybe it's the, the, the Chargers, the 
the Titans, the Bears all take tackles. You're getting one of Latham or uh, I guess whatever other tackles you deem. I, I'm fine with J.C. Latham at the top of the draft. If you have to take him at 10 because Fuaga, Fashanu, and Alter all gone, no issues whatsoever. Now, if one of the wide receivers, like an Odunze or a Malik Neighbors, somehow gets to number 10 and all those tackles are gone, then I might be thinking a little differently, depending on how free agency went. But uh, Matt, what would you do if all the tackles are gone? What is plan B? Um, I think the worst case scenario is that two tackles are off the board. I don't think there's going to be three in the first nine picks with all the quarterbacks and all the wide receivers that are going to go, right? And now there's J.J. McCarthy love in the top 10, so that's just going to push even more people down the board. I I think worst case, and I say worst case very lightly because I would be very happy with this. I think worst case is Fuwanga, uh, best case is Olufashanu's there. Um, I don't, I'm not really all that concerned about not getting a quality tackle at 10. I think someone is going to be there that they, that they could take. So um, it's not something that I'd be really all that worried about come April. Greenbeam, what would your plan B be for offensive tackle? If what, what would your plan B be for yeah. offensive tackle? If all the tackles are gone, boogie, Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> There's not enough yeah, tackles. Right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> if all the tackles are gone, like we're talking about, you know, Alt, Fashanu, Fwanga, Mims, Latham, all those guys are gone. Jordan Morgan, Guyton. It, just like you said, that's going to push some serious wide receivers down. Uh, you cannot reach for need in that instance like you know you're gonna be able to have like if you don't get alt or fashanu there's still a couple guys that are right there like that you feel can come in and start once you start getting past that mix you're looking at guys that that uh, are not worth that pick so if all those guys are gone and you're looking at you know wide receivers that quite frankly shouldn't be there you go ahead and you take wide receiver uh, and then you, you know, you, it just sucks to, to, to be at 10 and all those guys are gone. I mean, granted, it's not going to happen, but if it did, mm -hmm. that really sucks. It puts us in a, in a bad position, man. Um, but yeah, you got to go wide receiver and then just wait till the third and, and get a guy, uh, there and hope he can come in and, uh, contribute. So something we could talk about, like maybe this is like, I guess the worst case scenario would be the Bears get Mike Evans in free agency, and now number nine is open for business, whether that be a trade-up for a quarterback, which would be fine, or potentially someone looking to hop the Jets for a tackle. Dom C seems to think that there could be three tackles going in the top nine picks. Um, the Bears could go tackle if they don't want to trade down. They already have a bunch of picks in general, and if they don't need to go after an Odunze, which is who I have penciled in for them at number nine, I could definitely see offensive tackle. So, you know, I just don't know if I see three or like, I don't see us getting worse than offensive tackle four. And I have a hard time seeing even three tackles go in the top 10, if I'm being honest. I think it's going to be three quarterbacks. I think three wide receivers are going. So that gets you to, to pick six. I think there's going to be a defensive player selected by uh, the Falcons. And Bowers. And then, mm. what was that? And Bowers. Oh, and, and Bowers. I believe. I, 
Bowers is the most volatile of all the players because I think Bowers could go five, he could go ten, or he could go fifteen. Those are like it, it could be any one of those. If he doesn't, if he gets past the Jets, he's going to fall probably to the Colts, and then maybe his floor might be the the Bengals at eighteen. Um, but he could go as high as the Chargers at five, which is where I'm hoping he goes. I guess any thoughts on that? <laughs> I kind of rambled a bit there. No, yeah. I mean, the, I don't know. I think he's going top 10. That's what I do. Uh, but I, I hear your point, and I think that, you know, look, every year it happens. There are guys that you think are going to be sometimes even like top three, and they end up sliding to 15, 16. I mean, look, Justin Fields not too long ago. We thought he might be, you know, uh, the – you know, there was Trevor Lawrence when the Jets traded up or no, we didn't trade up. But when the Jets were at two and the Niners traded up, uh, we thought I think most of us thought that Justin Fields was a viable option for the third overall pick. And I think where was he 12th or something like that that he got picked? I think, yeah, because, yeah, I was going to say Mac Jones wound up going 15 and he was the last of those quarterbacks taken. Justin Fields was 11 to Chicago. Yeah. So I mean that's a that's a serious slide, man. Oh, I'll tell you, man, we shouldn't have fucking drafted Zach Wilson. Just want to say that. <laughs> shouldn't have drafted Mackay Becton. We shouldn't have drafted Zach Wilson. Uh, it's a Beckton. lot of like hindsight stuff. I mean, there was plenty of arguments against Zach Wilson at the time. It was, hey, this yeah. is the COVID year, you know, he's coming from a weaker conference, older offensive lineman. We heard the most three-car them, garage kid comments. and Most of those know. arguments were made by one green bean. Uh, I know. I'm just digressing. Dad, <laughs> I don't remember anyone being like very like open to trading down in that draft. I think it was very oh my much God, dude, too. I, I, I don't know how you don't remember that. That was, oh, that was my whole thing. I definitely don't remember shtick. that. I mean, I like the, the 49ers trade up. I would have definitely. Yeah, that's I think a you have trade to that, that we should have done. Think yeah. about it. We just got the whole 49ers staff. We had that line to them. They wanted to trade up. I would take the exact same trade. Oh, 100%. Uh, just because we're a just because we're one pick higher. I don't give a shit. I'll take three firsts and a third all day. Slide down. But you'd to be 12 back at twelve and just take whoever. Yeah. You know? Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. You would take the same trade, even though we're a pick high. I got you. Got you. Yeah. No, hundred yeah, yeah. percent. Absolutely. The value is beautiful. I yeah, think that was the, my thing. I was getting crushed by all the Zach, all the Zach people. Well, I think well, it was I, more so like Sam getting traded. Like we don't have an option, and the next year's best quarterback was Kenny Pickett. <laughs> so, yeah, so it was I like I, the plan. I think if Watson didn't have the accusations, I don't think we ever take Zach. I think we trade for Watson. I think that was the move. I think that's what they were planning because Watson. That whole offseason was Watson yeah. wants to play for Salah. Everything was pushing that direction. Jets were going to give up two and probably the next two first round picks. We would have kept, you know, yeah, a first round pick in each of the successive years. I think we definitely would have had Watson here. That would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I mean, uh, until the allegations yeah, I mean, and everything right. came out. But yes, I would have traded three firsts for Watson in a heartbeat instead of going for well, Zach. Well, here's the thing. He's down there in Houston. It's boring down there. So, you know, he's going to get some rubbing tugs. Up in New York, there's lots to do. He doesn't need to do that. I got no issue with the guy getting rubbing tugs, as long as it's consensual. As long as it's a consensual relationship. It's the whole, like, oh, surprise, here's my penis thing that's, you know, probably a little off-putting. Yeah. I'll do it. (laughs) 
<laughs> That'll do it every time. There's a massage uh, place here that I go to. There's a sign right on the door. It says, "Don't even uh, ask. Don't even ask us." <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I'm like, uh, good. I went to a massage parlor, an Asian place, when I lived in Florida, and I was always nervous. I'm just so we know. I've never gotten a happy ending thing. Never, just never done that. Um, <laughs> But so I went to this place and they had like um, a table bath <laughs> and they did the uh, the walk on back, you know, when they hold on to the ceiling, the board and they step on your back and they do that. So but I was all nervous. So I, I, I tried to say like, hey, listen, I'm here for a real massage. Right. And they're like, they don't understand. So they're talking, whatever. And this is what she did when I did the table bath. So I'm on the table. They're all the warm water. They're scrubbing my back and everything. And when it, she said, turn over, I turned over. And dude, the most talented thing I've ever seen in my life. She took this washcloth and threw it from like eight feet away. And it stuck right to my <laughs> privates. It was the best. I was like, yeah. Oh, my God. So she threw it. <laughs> Stuck it right between your um, It was fantastic. It just landed there. There was no question after that. I'm like, yep, uh, we're on the same page. Wow, that's amazing. I yeah. I need more green bean stories in my life. I am so glad we do this every Tuesday. But Milton Frung <laughs> with a super chat. We get delirious at this point. Just wait till the draft stream happens. Day three of the draft gets nuts. The Milton Fra Fung, I keep going to say frog. Fung says if Latham or Mims slip to the late first, how much 2025 draft capital would you give up to trade back into the first to grab a couple of bookends? I'm hoping that's not on the table because I want to tackle in free agency and then I want to tackle at 10. And then if I have to go to a tackle beyond that, I'm going to AVT. I don't think I'm, I'm you know, doubling down with a 2025 draft pick to get an additional tackle. Um, to get back into the first, not to mention you'd probably have to give up the 2025 first to get into the back end of the 2024 first. And that just doesn't sit well with me. Um, if you want to talk about trading your third round pick and the 2025 second to get up higher, uh, that's probably where I'd, I'd start considering stuff, but it'd probably wind up being for a wide receiver more so than offensive line at that point. Greenbean, where do you fall on uh, potentially tr using 2025 draft capital to get bookend tackles uh, if one of these guys falls to the late first. Well, we, we know that Joe Douglas isn't afraid to do that, right? Uh, he's done it. Um, but we don't have the capital. So it's going to be like if we start using next year's draft uh, asset, it's going to be expensive to do that because the the only pick that, I mean, you know, the next pick that we have after 10 is 72, unless we do something, you know, whether it's Huff or, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Zach, you know, whatever, like whatever we can figure out, um, a trade back or something like that. But currently we have pick 72. So going from 72, um, and I know Vamilton is talking about the late first. So let's say 25 back, like getting from, from 72 to like 28, dude, that's expensive. Uh, and I will tell you exactly how much it would so, be five. So the 25th pick yeah. is 720 points. Right. And our third round pick, our third round pick is going to be worth, yeah, 230. So you're so, talking yeah. about a 500 point difference, which is equivalent to a high end yeah. second. And if you're giving up a, a second yeah. in 2025, you'd have to give up a first for it to equal that much. So yeah, it'd be the 2025 first right. plus your third 
to go up and get mm-hmm. uh, a back end first. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I'm not against a hundred percent pulling from next year's draft. I don't want to see our fair, our, 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 I'm sorry, our first pulled uh, next, you know, from next year, if we can avoid it, but I'm not against using some of next year's capital. Um, but at the same time, it's going to be expensive to go from 72 into the back end of the first. So I don't know if that's worth it. Um, you know, unless look, let's say hypothetically, let's just toy with this for a moment. Let's say a Fashanu, just, just like a JJ just happens to be sliding down the draft board for whatever reason, he's sitting there at 27, 28, and you can figure it out. Like that's the kind of player Mims. I don't know. I'm not, there's not a lot of tape on him. He's only played eight or nine games, like high upside electric upside but like very risky to give up a 2025 first especially when you don't know what your 40 year old quarterback's going to look like coming off an achilles injury like the 2025 first for me is like i don't want that pick played with at all yeah, matt looks like he's got I, something to say I, I, okay no, matt, i'm trying to catch, i'm trying to catch my breath i think green bean broke my brain tonight <laughs> that, that really that was it man i i, <laughs> I, don't, know, I don't know i can't even leave them in mim slip yeah, I, I'm, what, what I'm, would you give up for twenty twenty five capital to go up and get one of those guys? Uh probably. I don't think there's anything that mm-hmm. I can get you back up that high. As Green Bean was saying, seventy two making the jump up into the back into the first round is going to be pretty pretty costly. I don't. I don't think that's the move. I completely agree. Let's get on to. Well, I actually had two more topics. We're going to go into one because I think the other one's really fucking stupid, and I'm going to say it really quick. Jamal Adams reunion. No. All right, next topic. <laughs> Sam Howell, interested. Jets are, uh, you know, possibly interested, yeah, according to Connor I Hughes. I love Sam Howell, everybody. So basically he says, uh, uh, Howell proved this year he can play. There are flaws to his game, but none where the season is lost if he has to play. He's also cheaper. Howell would have a cap hit under $1 million each of the next two years. That matters to Woody Johnson and the Jets. Remember last year, we did not go after a backup quarterback because of financial reasons, whether that be draft-related or actual financial money reasons because of all the cash we spent and Woody not taking out the insurance on Rodgers' contract. There are those in the Jets building who believe he can play too. Maybe two years learning behind Rodgers really unlocks his potential and he ends up being his replacement. He did throw for 3,946 yards and 21 touchdowns on a terrible commander's team. So Sam Howell is an interesting player interesting player i'll throw stats up on the on the screen so you guys can take a look at that and by comparison here is what zach's stats looked like um so drastically better on a yards on the season standpoint for nearly four thousand yards this might be second all time in in our franchise's history i think if uh, we had this total I don't remember what what Fitz had that one year, but it would be close. I know Namath is just over that 4,000 number. 21 touchdowns, 21 interceptions. I, at the very least, his upside is dramatically higher than what our number two overall pick was. I think Howell is a higher upside version than Zach, but I don't think Howell is necessarily the the backup I, I necessarily want. Like, And I think I'm on the same wavelength, Matt, because Matt, I did see a few of your, your shorts, but... Um, I very much want a high floor individual as opposed to someone who could have 21 interceptions in a season. Like that feels like it's more likely to lose me a game than like, you know, keep me steady Eddie, I guess, if that makes sense. And not to mention like, what are you giving up? Like 
you're not giving up your third round pick. You would be probably willing to maybe part with a fourth round pick. But at that point, do the commanders want to give up a backup quarterback who was roommates with Drake May? Like I could definitely see these two being buddies down in, uh, down in Washington. And like, I just feel like it, they're more likely to hold on to him for a fourth round pick than to, to actually move him. But uh, Matt, what are your thoughts on, on Sam Howell? So, I would significantly rather have Jacoby Brissett of these mm -hmm. two guys, right? And like, because you said it, his floor is so much higher than Sam Howell. I'm kind of over the extremely high variance backup quarterbacks. They just did it with Zach Wilson, went really, really bad. That's why I don't really love the idea of Jameis Winston as a backup because he's another really high variance player. Uh, for my backup, I like the boring guy. Uh, who's going to throw for a buck 80, 200 yards, have one touchdown, but not turn the ball over. If he played, you know, eight, 17 games, he'd have 18 passing touchdowns and like eight interceptions, less than that, probably like six interceptions. Basically, Jacoby's percent what he was on pace for last year in his 11 starts with the Browns. Although, like, I don't know. I think they could do significantly worse than Howell. I mean, there's definitely backup quarterbacks who are not nearly as good as Sam Howell. Um, I think you can make a pros and cons list, like Howell's going to be cheaper than what Jacoby Brissett is because you mentioned he's a million dollars over the next two years. There is some upside. I just think he is an extremely high-variance player, um, and I don't really want to go that route for the Jets for backup quarterback. I'd rather more the conservative veteran who you know what you're going to get so i do also want to throw up here that uh dj reed when confronted with this type of uh comment saying oh the jets could be interested in uh sam howell says brissette cough cough so he's on the same page not to mention howell was benched against the new york jets for going 6 of 22 for 56 yards and two interceptions now yeah. granted Our we are an elite defense we're elite yeah, defense, right. but I want the guy that went 10 for 13 and damn near won them the game, got them back into it, 100 yards and a touchdown. Get me Jacoby Brissett. Greenbean, your thoughts on uh, Howell? I'll tell you, man, I got a real problem with 4,000-yard, uh, you know, 65% uh, quarterbacks. I just don't like them. I don't want them, <laughs> and uh, I think it's bullshit. Uh, I would love it, man. He's going into his third year. Uh, the only problem I have is that, like, who's going to develop this guy? Aaron Rodgers, I mean, there's that. I think Sam Howell's got more uh, meat on the bone than uh, than Zach Wilson, sadly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, I'm also – I think I'm hearing you say that, you know, we'd prefer like a Tannehill, somebody established, a Brissette, a Tannehill, uh, somebody like that. And, and, I, and I do lean that way. But if the Jets came away with Sam Howell and we had Aaron Rodgers, Sam Howell, and the kid from Tulane or, or – um, you know, uh, Jordan Travis or something like that from the draft, you know, I would be elated. You know what I mean? That to me is a quarterback room because I don't have any real concern that Sam Howell can come in. Like, let's say there's a, a one, two game stretch where we need our backup to come in. I feel good about what he can come in and do as opposed to like biting my nails and, you know, just hoping that there's a miracle, uh, you know? So, um, What's Jake Asman saying? comes in and says, I want the Jets to sign the massage parlor woman that threw the towel at Green Bean doing <laughs> to be a backup yeah. quarterback. 
Oh. I wish I knew where. I know where the place is, but there's no way. I mean, where that was back before I moved. So, uh, I mean, when did I move? Shit, dude. I don't even know. Let's say 2000. What what year is this? Uh, so it's like 2024. Yeah, so 2017. One thing, one thing that I thought was interesting. <laughs> Nania posted this. Uh, highest percentage of pressure dropbacks that were converted to sacks. Bryce Young led the way with 24.5%. Zach Wilson was second worst at 24.3%. Sam Howell was right behind Zach Wilson in terms of sacks when he was under pressure. And then whatever nerd passer rating under pressure. Zach was actually better than Howell under pressure. Now, I guess you could be saying like, well, maybe we just won't have as much pressure because we fixed the offensive line and everything's hunky dory and, and whatever. But just something I thought was interesting and provided a little bit of context to maybe some of the, the interceptions that we may see and maybe why he was pulled at one point yeah. in the season. I don't know. Is all pressure equal? I, I, I can't take it. I can't. I can't take it. The fucking deep cavernous corridors we go down with this bullshit. Um, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I, you know, all I know is Sam Howell with that exact season, even though he was benched, would be the greatest Jets quarterback in 30 years. That's all I fucking know. You're not you wrong. Mean? You're not wrong. Like that, that's the whole sad part of it. And it's probably more sad for us than it is like a huge accolade for, for him. But yeah, it's, it's rough. Dude, uh, look, I love, super- mm-hmm. Just so we're clear. I love Nanya. I respect Nanya. Um, and, uh, and I enjoy, uh, the cool your jets podcast. I haven't listened in a few weeks, but I do. I like, I've been listening for a couple of years. I enjoy that. But dude, I mean, there are times I go, where am I? Like what alternate universe am I talking about? Just put a fucking guy on the line and smash him in the face. Like, that's what this game is. I'm so sick of it. You know, actually the fucking, the, I, I can't even say it. I don't even know what I'm. It's like, but that kind of shit, like, is all pressure the same just because there's pressure? Is a guy coming in and, you know, you know, directly in his face? You know, I mean, who knows? Is it, is it a, an edge rusher with some speed? Is this guy's percentage being, because he's being pressured by defensive tackles? I mean, I don't know. Give me all that shit. If you're going to do it, give it all to me, man. I want to see all of it. And then, uh, then we can make a determination. I just, I think we cherry pick a lot of stuff. And it's aggravating to an old caveman like myself. I just want to get my club and beat somebody over the head with it. And uh, and I think I'll win. I think I'll, I think I'll save the universe with that club. That's how I feel. I have come up. I'll kick all the analytics guys out. I'm like, I'm like, you know, the percentage. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Percentage. Don't ever say percentage again. <laughs> I can't wait to debut a graphic that I'm going to have next week. And I really hope green bean goes off on this tangent because it's going to be spectacular. I cannot wait for it. Phil comes in up uh, before I do that, Matt, can you head over to last week's talk and jet stream? Get those queued up. Uh, green bean, start getting your list together guys for every 25 likes we get on this video. We're going to select a qualifier for our t-shirt Jersey giveaway at the end of the stream. We're up to 176 right now. We got over 330 people in this stream. Hit that like button. Let's get up over 200, maybe a little bit more, get a few more qualifiers in here. Phil drops in, says, I doubt we get Brissett or Minshew. Bad turf, high taxes, cursed, poorly run team. Trading for Howe sounds good and has upside in Young. So I will say this. I think Minshew is not happening. I think he's either going to stay in Indianapolis or he's going to have a better opportunity somewhere else. I think Brissett has a very good chance of ending up in New England. Now, I do think the Jets are going to try and target him. So 
you know, it's it's it might depend on how Brissett feels about his time in New England at the time he was traded to Indianapolis. Does he, you know, like the coaching staff that's there now? I could definitely see him go there and be like a placeholder quarterback for a Jaden Daniels or, you know, Drake May or whoever they end up selecting at the top of the draft. Or even if they want to trade down for a team that wants to come up for a quarterback and they want to punt on the young quarterback for a year, I could see that. Um, the the backup market could dry up pretty quickly depending on where the backups want to go. And that's something I brought up a few weeks at this point, a few months ago, when Roger said he's looking to play more than one year. I said any of the guys that are hoping to get a starting nod after Rodgers is here aren't going to come here anymore. But money talks when all is said and done. Sodak Jets comes in, says, I don't get the Brissett hype. 180 yards per game is bad. So Matt brought up this last week, I think, or maybe two weeks ago on the show. Remember, yards per game, it matters for the games he started, not so much for the games he came into and played a little bit. So like if you're seeing games that where he got 65 yards or whatever, those factor into that number. So he's probably closer to like a 200 yard per game type player. Uh, now that I'm saying that, I do want to look up Brissett's stats. Well, also, the Jets with Jacoby Brissett win ten games this year, so I, I, I don't, I don't know what we're doing. I completely agree with you. Now, his time starting. So when he was in Indianapolis, he was averaging 196 yards a game. So it's it's right around there. So any season that he's played has been under 200 yards per game. So that's basically what you're signing up with. So Sodak isn't really too far off there. Uh, but yeah, I would agree. Brissett's floor would be what winds up getting us, you know, to the point where Rodgers comes back and maybe Rodgers leads us on like a Super Bowl run. Who knows? Um, well, if you have to miss Rodgers for any meaningful amount of time, it's going to be rough regardless. It's going to be rough. But we got to have a guy that can come in and play. Like, you know, look, Zach, well, and, and, you know, while we didn't have much faith, or and by we, I mean me, we, I didn't have much faith. I was rooting for Zach, dude. You know what I mean? Like really wanting that kid to turn it around and be something like more than anything in the world, but it's going to be really nice in the event. We do need to go to the backup quarterback for any reason. It's going to be real nice to have a guy who's won some games um, and, and looked like a, like a legitimate quarterback in the NFL, whether that's Brissett, Tannehill, um, you know, whoever Winston Minshew, Whoever it could be, uh, you know, a, a Drew Locke is catching some uh, some wind these days. Uh, Sam Howell. Um, but what? Do you, no, look, we're talking about Brissett's game, you know, yards per game. But what is his uh, what is his completion percentage? Jacoby Brissett's completion percentage is for his career sixty one point three. Hey, touchdown to interception ratio is two to one. Better than two to one, go. but two to one. Greatest quarterback in Jets history. Right he had 23 career interceptions <laughs> in 79 games played, and Sam Howell has 22 in 18 games. Not even right. 18. I think he was benched. <laughs> so well, no, he played one game in his rookie season. So he's played 17. Oh, I see. So you're saying 22 over the course of it. Gotcha, gotcha. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah but you got to give Sam out. He's young. He's a, little, he's a young guy. Yeah, Brissett was young at one point. He didn't have seven interceptions until 20, his second year. And they had yeah, no but he was all, yeah, he wasn't he really was starting. The, he was behind Brady. He I'm cherry picking. Yeah, right. We all are. That's what we do. Um. All right. So we are at the end of our show. Yeah. We got to go over to the spin wheel for baggage claim, baby. Diddly do. Diddly diddly do. Squiddly bop. Squiddly bop 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 bop. All right. 
So we are going to pick a qualifier from our list. We have 184 likes. We didn't get over 200 likes. Can we get 16 more people to like this stream? I didn't of like the, it. Of the 140 people extra that have not liked it yet. Can we get 16 that's, likes? That's me. The, the plus one for Matt. Mmm, -hmm. milk thumbs. There you go. Come on, everybody. See, I got to use the graphics. Doing? That's the only way we get likes. People stop. Hey. They're listening. They're like, wait a second. What did happen? People love udders and teats. They, they really it. do. It's great. <laughs> it's so funny with Shay right now. So Becca's uh, breastfeeding baby number two. And Shay is a year and a half at this point right now. So she's learning the head, shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes. So she's like pointing where everything is. And we go, uh, Shay, where's your head? Uh, where's your eyes? Where's your nose? Uh, where's your boobs? <laughs> she just goes like that. You know? or, or where's the milk? <laughs> Oh, no. oh, it's so great. It's adorable. I kids say the darnest things. It's so true. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I it's not the kids that I'm worried about. It's the adults in this situation. <laughs> uh, how many people we got? Oh, let me. I, I could give you like five in here. Oh, here all we right. Go. So O'Leary, give us five. Nightbot, drop another winner in there, Green Bean, because we just eclipsed the 200 like mark. Look at that. See how quickly, see how easy it is, everybody? Hey, everybody, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, that's key. It, it really helps us out. We've been right at 5,200, 300 for a long time. So if you guys haven't subscribed, it's really appreciated. It's the only way the channel grows. And uh, I don't know what the, the holdup is. It's so easy, everybody. It's like fifty percent of our viewership doesn't doesn't subscribe. Yeah, it's crazy. Fifty percent, right? So let's get a nice rush of subscribers tonight. Go ahead. Oh, look, I'm not subscribed. For, how the fuck is that? Oh, oh you know, what I just realized that's ridiculous. Wow. Somehow I unsubscribed. Wow, wow, Green. I did it with all my twelve channels. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. I wish I had my little freeze option right here. I'd freeze bean you. Damn freeze right. I undid it. All right, Matt, I'm ready for you. Okay, let's go. I'll give you five. We'll go South Dakota Jets. All right. Uh, Andrew Grazanka. Firefighter wife, 2018. Ooh, one of our 3% females. That's what I was going to say. I was like, wow. Yeah, all right. Going above and beyond. I hope she wins. We'll go. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to scroll around here. Pure imagination. Pure imagination. I have six, actually. I lied. Not five. It's six. Uh, get the gag. Ah, the gag. And then James Falls. Wait, is I the gag okay. Greg Gagney? Yes. All right. And I will continuously ask if James Falls is okay. Everyone. I hope so. It's going to happen. Not. I'm a dad. It's required now. All right. How many How many people we got, Green Bean? Uh, 34. 34. Mm. All right. Oh. Random number generator, 25. Mitt Flair is tonight's winner. Woo! Ooh, Mitt Flair. Let's hit the wheel. What are we getting? No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. I'm feeling a pillow. Jersey tonight, Mitt. He's getting oh, a mug. Oh, oh, oh. Shirt. Sure. Oh. oh, see. Guess what kind of shirt you're getting. 
You can either get the Jets talking draft shirt if you want that, or we can send you the the uh, Rogers Wilson 2024 shirt. The that's a that's a hot one. That one's been selling like hotcakes. If you haven't checked out the uh, Wilson and Rogers 2024 shirt, gotta check it out. Talkingjets.com. If you guys want to get in on your uh, Talking Jets draft party at the end, uh, or not at the end, coming in uh, for for draft time. Make sure you head over to TalkingJets.com. Get your draft tickets now while they're hot. But boys and girls, we are at the end of our show. And by the way, make sure you send out a... Oh, Jeremy's saying, what about the I love Olbrick shirt? You can get an Olbrick shirt. You can get an Olbrick. I heart Olbrick is great. It's a great shirt. It's In so memory great. of Jeremy's love of Olbrick. Uh, but boys and girls, we are at the end of our stream. Uh... Winner, make sure you email either jetstalk247 at gmail.com or talkingjetshow at gmail.com. You'll see that in the description down below. Get your contact information. We'll ship you out a shirt. That's right. Let's go. You have to write in the subject, you have to write winner, winner, chicken dinner, or it's null and void. Winner, winner, chicken lunch will not work. You will not pass go. You will not collect $200. Right. We disregard it entirely. It goes right to spam. Right to spam. Green bean, any last words for our panel? Scootily doodly, everybody. That's first, uh, most important. But tomorrow uh, night, 8 p.m., right here on Talking Jets, Tigo and I will go back at it uh, in armchair GM. Again, I maintain that just because the Jets don't do what I say does not mean I'm not right. Just want to say that. Uh, I am uh, I'm pretty good at this. So I hope you guys can join us. And then the Thursday thick of it, we are back on Green Bean Jets fan at 8 p.m. as well. Good week of Jets football talk, everybody. Matt, any last words for our panel? Uh, me and Egghead Thursday afternoon. Mm-hmm. See Green Bean and uh, Tigo throw fisticuffs tomorrow. And tons of Jets content on the main channel. Check it out. We got. I love how much content is coming out of talking jets now it's it's brings a little smile to my face i love it (laughs) you got the monday tuesday wednesday thursday shows it's absolutely awesome i'm with dom c mondays at eight o'clock you got three hours you got monday eight o'clock myself and dom for an hour then you got the the call-in show on my channel then you go over to the 10 o'clock mock on green beans channel it's great it just flows right through then you got us tuesdays talking jets eight to ten like Greenbean said, he'll be live 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock tomorrow with Tigo for Armchair GM. And then Matt is going to be bringing it in with Reality Check with Egghead Jeremy as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you check out all that. We actually got some uh, a fun offer for you guys uh, that Greenbean's going to debut tomorrow. Because uh, yeah. I definitely forgot to do it tonight. And, and I don't know what it is. I don't I know remember what, either. what it is. So excited. It's great. I remember what it is, and I totally didn't make a slide for it, and I fucked it up. <laughs> Massage okay. parlor washcloth, magic washcloth. I had a I had a towel that I I had on my website for a little bit. It was the Adam Gaze at my gym Bob Cooter towel, and uh, I wasn't allowed to sell it anymore. They got mad at me. One person bought it, and I was like, I'm so sorry. They won't let me print this. Ah, <laughs> uh. uh, it is what it is, boys and girls. We will see you here next week, eight o'clock, ten o'clock. This is Talking Jets signing off. J E T S. Go somewhere else. I can't take this nonsense anymore. How are you going to blame the defense? I got the power. Screw Green Bean. <laughs> Damn it. But once you get to the sausage, I feel like we're doing something. Go 
Jets. And that's the other part of this, the people are insanely jealous of this show. This show gets the best of the best, and it does a different way, with positivity. He scores! Oh, my head! No, no, come on, come on, come on, come on. What would you give up to see a Jet Super Bowl? All of my friends and family. <laughs> Hit those milk done, boys and girls. Freeze run. Freeze. Jets, Jets, Jets. Hold on to your underwear, ladies, and stand by, bitches. It's now time for Talking Jets with your hosts, Matt, Ryan, and Greenbean. Jets, Jets!